power on. It's TIE Fighter Renegades, a Star Wars podcast. It has been a little while, but I imagine folks at home can imagine why <laughs> we are living. The world is a very, very interesting place uh, right now. But TIE Fighter Renegades is here for you. And that means you are getting none other than Dr. Brian Sovereign and, of course, Robin Freebeard. Welcome back to TIE Fighter Renegades, man. Thank you for having me back. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, you know, opening it up, a uh, very exciting thing, um, that I've been working on, uh, while we've been away. And, uh, I mean, you know, we, we only skipped one episode, but anyway, <laughs> but while we've been <laughs> away, uh, is actually now there is a website you can go to tiefighter.xyz. I love that dot XYZ, uh, that, that, uh, domain name that came out, boy, that was a, a few years ago. And in fact, Google were the first ones to jump on it, um, where they, their, their website, what was it? Uh, abc.xyz. It was alpha for alphabet. Um, mm -hmm. and it, it kind of put that domain name on the map, obviously something like tiefighter.com. Good luck getting our hands on that one. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, and so, but tiefighter.xyz was available. So I jumped on it and what it will do is it'll actually take you to the YouTube page. Uh, and we've set up a new YouTube page for tie fighter renegades, uh, so that people can just land there and enjoy the show, um, there. And of course it's still available in podcast, uh, format, and you can find links for the podcast feed for it at tiefighter.xyz. But it seems like, you know, all things nerdy kind of find a home at YouTube. And so I thought that it was, you know, Rob and I discussed it and I thought it was about time, um, that, that we, uh, well, we landed there, but of course still it's in the podcast feed overall, along with my other shows, uh, sovereign tech, uh, and so on. So, uh, hope everybody goes to check that out. Uh, feel free to subscribe to it, of course, and, you know, get your little notifications on the bell that lets you know when a new episode comes out and who knows what other fun stuff we'll do, uh, now that we have uh, YouTube as a platform, uh, for the show, as long as YouTube doesn't kick us off of it, which I wouldn't be surprised because this is about as uncensored a show, whether Star Wars, science fiction, anything as you can get. And we certainly take uh, no bribes from uh, Disney unless, <laughs> you know, I think I said this before, <laughs> if they would let me make a Star Wars movie, man, <laughs> I would make TIE Fighter Renegades. I apologize, Rob. I'd make TIE Fighter Renegades disappear from the internet so fast. They're like, all right, fine. <laughs> I'll do it. As long as you don't bring in some asshat afterwards to, uh, to recut my movie, I, I will recant everything I ever said. <laughs> hey, everybody has a price. Yeah. <laughs> like the million dollar man. Everybody's got a price. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a high price, baby. You would have to let me make a Star Wars movie. And I, I, I want I, I want final editing rights on that baby, too. So we know that's never going to happen. So so might as well say there is. Uh, <laughs> so that said, um, well, you know, how about actually, I think it'd be fun to open this up with. We're, we're we'll get into the comic book update, uh, which I think is important to get into, because. As usual, as I often say, there aren't many Star Wars shows that even bother to talk about the comics, unfortunately. Um, but and we always have. But before we get into that, um, let's do let's do the temperature check, Rob. I mean, oh, how, how are you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> do I have to ask now? Even I mean, how are you feeling about Star Wars, brother? Oh, uh, you know, it's um, 
it hasn't been great. I gotta say, uh, feeling some franchise fatigue. In fact, uh, up until, you know, even maybe just uh, within the last 24 hours, uh, uh, you might have been hearing me say something like, I don't know, fuck Star Wars. <laughs> you might not have been the only one, uh, along with some other franchises where I basically say, well, yeah. fuck that, yeah. fuck that, and fuck the card, and fuck, oh, whoops. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, um, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so not feeling good about it, huh, Rob? Uh, not, yeah. you know, there's, there's, there is such thing as too much of a good thing, and there's definitely such a thing as too much of a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's just been, I don't know, uh, a constant stream of shit lately. Yeah. So, well, let me, let me tell you the way I, I, how I'm feeling right now. Basically I, I am, I'm feeling my fandom for star Wars. It's like a fireplace and there's like, it's out like, and, yeah. and there's barely even smoke going. Okay. Now, like my grandfather would say where there's smoke, there's salmon, but that's not relative to this. Cause I don't know if there's any salmon here, no, <laughs> but there's, but there's like little embers that are still kind of burning mm-hmm. that somebody yeah, yeah. didn't think to, to put out, you know, that's because they weren't thorough. That's how I'm feeling is that there's those yeah. little embers, you know, that are, right. that are still burning hot, right. but they're, they're, they're so tiny. So um, and for, for our members of our audience that are perhaps, you know, close to our age, um, the, the context I would put it in is, is I haven't felt this low about star Wars since back in the day when, uh, they started the new Jedi order. And at the same time, they were saying that they weren't going to make any more original trilogy video games. Oh yeah. I remember that comment. Yeah. And that, that was about the lowest I had ever felt in star Wars. And I'm, I'm pretty much there right now. I'm pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can hear that. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I don't feel like we're the only ones. I think there are a lot of people who are, who are feeling that way. Um, that doesn't mean there aren't good things happening. Uh, that's, of course, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, something that we're not going to get to in this episode, we'll get into the next episode, which, uh, we plan on coming out in pretty short order, um, is, uh, Clone Wars season seven has been running for about, were we five episodes deep now? Is it this recording? Yeah. 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 And, and- Go you ahead. know, unfortunately for me, like the first three episodes, I had already seen like years ago. You saw it celebration, oh, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They mm-hmm. saw the anime and they were all, I mean, like all the audio work was already done. Right. So it was, it was, you, you pretty much got, they, they did add, end up adding, we'll talk about this later, but they did add a little bit of new stuff, but yeah, like the, even, even the clone wars, I wasn't getting, uh, you know, maximum enjoyment from, cause it just, it wasn't really new content for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's been, you know, it's clone wars. Like it, it, yeah. it's, I think it's yeah. delivering on clone wars level, you know, yes. what, what we yeah. would want from that. And, and so it looks good there, they, you know, one thing I was worried about is that they were going to cut corners with the animation and they haven't. No, in fact, I, I, I almost feel like it looks a little better. It uh, does. Yeah. Yeah. So that's certainly a worthwhile thing that's out there. Um, I think an interesting, I guess to, to kind of, to segue out of that, I think it, cause we will talk about clone wars. I mean, we're, we're almost halfway through the season, I think. Um, so we might just do a full season retrospective. We'll see how that goes, but 
something where that we always make sure we talk about, but that we're often very critical of is, uh, the comic book end of, mm-hmm. of star Wars, you know, what Marvel's putting out there. Of course it's all Disney, but, um, they did, and we talked about this in the last episode. I mean, they, they did a, basically, you know, they're doing a volume three for Darth Vader. Now they're doing a volume two for the star Wars ongoing series. They're doing another right. Afro series. Uh, they right. have bounty hunters out there right now, which we're not going to review that. Um, but you know, and, so, and under- so there, go ahead and understand that, that like in general, Brian and I like despise reboots yeah. and, comic books the comic book industry you know this constant need to be pushing issue number ones for sales yeah Yeah, because that's what Uh, it is that's that's, yeah Yeah. that that's all that's all bullshit right um but this time around i gotta say it's a winning idea yeah um because i mean not that volume two of vader was bad in any way in fact i thought it was very good um but the star wars ongoing was definitely feeling very long in the tooth and there were payoffs coming, but they took way too long. It's just the, the, the formula they were running with for the bulk of that series was not working. And I think doing a refresh by going to a, a you know, another number one, going to another volume, uh, I think it's a winning idea, uh, now yeah. because they are doing it right. Well, so now we're go ahead. They, they, they've really, I mean, I'll just say it. They've, they seems like they've really pulled their heads out of their asses because, <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, especially with, with the main comic, because, uh, I know you enjoyed some of some of the storylines in that, but for the most part, uh, the the majority of the the main Star Wars comic just didn't feel like Star Wars to me. Yeah, it wasn't even necessarily always bad. It mm-hmm. just didn't feel like Star Wars. Whereas we're we're at like uh, four four issues deep into the main comic right now, and it feels like Star Wars. Yeah, that yeah. that that is such a like it was like a foreign feeling. At first, I was like going, yeah, it's like they took the, like they took a cue from the Mandalorian almost. And I, I, maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know, but, uh, it, it it definitely see, it feels like they're, they're actually, uh, paying attention to what they're doing now and, and actually, you know, caring about what star Wars is. Yeah. I no, I agree with that assessment completely. Um, so Volume two of the Star Wars ongoing originally was take, took place between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And in fact, the, the series ended, as did many series, Star Wars series, uh, comic series, and with Destination Hoth, right? They all kind of came together where they were going to end in the Empire Strikes Back, which I think is fine. But now we're between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And this is, for me, as an old EU fan, which... Uh, I mean, I'm a fan of of quite a bit of the new canon as well, but, um, you know, this is kind of holy ground where shadows of the empire sat, which is basically my favorite, uh, star Wars novel, more or less of all time. And so you got it, you know, this is an area where I'm like, boy, if you fuck this up, you know, like you're just going to keep digging yourself deeper. Uh, but I feel like, no, that, that, that hasn't been the case at all. Uh, like this, they have really, even in just four issues, they have given us so much. And part of why I think it feels like star Wars is because they're not holding Luke Skywalker back. He's not like the learning boy so much that we got between, you know, a new hope and empire strikes back. No, now we have Luke Skywalker who's faced Darth Vader, who's trained with Yoda and, and he's not pulling any punches. Right. Uh, 
and and he's acting like a fucking Jedi. And I'm like, well, this, this is nice. Like you, the Luke Skywalker we're getting now is the guy who you can see putting on the black uniform in, in, or, you know, the black clothes in pretty short order. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so there's, there's that excitement, um, that that's in with it. Lando. And I've said this many times on, on this show specifically, as soon as Lando shows up in anything, you know, the bar goes from, I mean, you can't see it in audio, but from here to here, you know, it just, it raises so high. He's one of the two characters, I think Lando and the emperor. And that's probably why they baked them both into rise of Skywalker or tried to, uh, was, was because they know that there's just this feel. These are these extra characters that when they show up, there's just this panache, this charisma that's instantaneous. And so Lando, I think, go ahead. Like the execution is, is has to be authentic too. Whereas like, I would say, in Rise of Skywalker, the execution really wasn't that authentic to the characters. Right, right. They they felt like cameos for the sake of cameos. Whereas yes. Lando in the comics, you know, he he has a reason for the being there, and his being authentic. They're being authentic to his character. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and of course, another thing we're getting in with this and spoiler alerts, folks, the other thing we're getting is it looks like we are going to get the story of, Hey, how the hell did Maz end up with, uh, Luke's old lightsaber, you know, with Anakin's lightsaber. Right. And I think we're going to get that now because the movies aren't going to bother with it. Uh, you know, JJ has no idea, not that he ever did, but, and, and, you know, and, and so we're going to get that. So that, I mean, that's a nice touch too. So, so much with, and Leia, I mean, I don't know, in, in issue four of star Wars, when Leia, like all those people get frozen out of carbonite or get mm-hmm. unfrozen out of carbonite. Uh, and Leia says, so who wants to join the rebellion? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pure badassery. And she's just holding, you know, the, the, the stormtrooper rifle. And I was like, oh yeah, there you go. And it, and it was so perfect too, when they're later on the millennium Falcon and those people from the, from cloud city who came to rejoin the rebellion and like, you know, they come up to land you and they're just like, you came back for us. And you, you know, yeah. you know, like, like, and it, it's, it's so perfect because it plays to his ego. Yes. And yeah. gets him into the rebellion just as much as they're, you know, these people joining from Cloud City are invested. And like right. he didn't see himself as being the hero, I think, up until that moment. Yeah. And now you see where he fits in with his leadership role. We don't just have to know about the maneuver at the Battle of Tanab. Uh, right. Because a lot of people that join the rebellion from Cloud City, uh, they totally recognize him as a leader and they're in the rebellion now. So it makes sense that he's a general. Um, I think it's very clever writing and it's, it, it, yeah, I've recently heard somebody call like this concept of star Wars poetry, that star Wars is poetry. That has like a certain narrative flow. And I think this hits all the notes of star Wars poetry in this comic. Uh, so I've been very impressed just four issues deep. And I've been very impressed. Um, Probably haven't been this excited since Dark Horse did their last Star Wars ongoing run, which for 13 yeah. issues was very exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, any, any other comments on, uh, on on the Star Wars ongoing? No, like I said, I it, it's, it, it feels like the first time in a very long time that I've actually enjoyed it. Yeah. I like just yeah. genuinely enjoyed it. And, and, and for the, like, here again, for the first time, I'm actually looking forward to the next issue. Whereas before with the ongoing comic, I, I was getting to a point where I didn't want to read it anymore, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, it felt like a chore. I totally agree. Yeah. It was too drawn out. There weren't enough great moments in each one. And this each of these issues is loaded with moments. It's awesome. 
Yeah. So I agree with that. Uh, now Vader, uh, the Vader comic, which we're in volume three now, I, I guess, uh, we have, we're two issues deep on that. Um, I mean, spoiler alerts again, folks, we, we don't hold back on those. Uh, I have also been impressed with this series. And in fact, I, and this is not something I get to say often about star Wars. I think this comic is fucking sexy and sexy as hell. Uh, I knew inside of issue one, because you get that last, that last, uh, uh, page, you know, big glory shot of what looks like Padme alive and Vader's mm. looking at her, right? The instant they did that, I knew that, you know, because of EK Johnston's book, Queen's shadow, which we've got the sequel, uh, is it Queen's peril? Is that the name of the sequel coming out this year? Yes. 2020? Okay. Mm-hmm. So in that you find out spoiler alerts folks, but in that you find out that Sabe survived all the bullshit, you know, and she was, she was one of Padme's handmaidens. And so as soon as they showed her on the last page of uh, Vader number one for volume three, uh, instant, I was like, Oh, that's Sabe. And then we get throughout issue two. Um, uh, like I said, I, I thought this was sexy, like, like kind because even though, you know, it's not Padme, Really just this, I, I, I don't know, like seeing someone that looks like Padme interacting with Vader and the idea of those two going out and kicking ass, uh, even though clearly Vader's tricking Sabe and so on. Uh, I, I don't know. I thought there was something really sexy about it. I mean, certainly it's on a power trip uh, level, but, <laughs> but I, you know, and, and I'm a dark side fan and it was just, it was pushing the right buttons for me as far as that goes. I, I really, really like that. What do you got, Rob? Yeah, I like for me personally, like the when Vader comics are at its best is, is when they're kind of tugging at those like loose ends and threads of Anakin Skywalker. And yes. they're dealing with that tension of basically these two personalities within. Right. Right. Um yeah, I mean, do do you feel like in the comics overall, which is where I think we've gotten the most Vader post Disney acquisition. Um, do you feel like that doesn't it feel, I, or I, I feel like, it. I feel like they've been, they've been pushing in a lot more that he's still Anakin. Um, yes, but y- there's y- a, they're, they're, they're kind of, you know, laying down that, you know, this conflict has always been there, mm-hmm. you know, because Luke ends up, you know, saying, you know, like I sense the conflict with you and within you in return, the Jedi, but, you know, as the audience, we never really saw any of that at all in the original trilogy up until right. the very end. Right. And, you know, I, I got to think, and, and actually, I'm going to give a little bit of credit to Rise of Skywalker for this, uh, you know, as much as it pains me to do so. But a little bit of credit to it in that I feel like, and actually, Last Jedi kind of did this, too, because, like, how does the Emperor not know? You know, how does the emperor not exactly feel the conflict like that Luke is talking about? Now, we can we can understand why Luke could feel something that the emperor can't because, you know, arguably Luke would be more powerful in the force. Right. Because he's a Skywalker. And even in episode three, Palpatine makes it very clear that that Anakin is more powerful than he is. Yeah. Um, And not only that, even in uh, uh, Return of the Jedi, you know. Uh, Vader comes to Palpatine and says he's sensed Luke on, you know, the forest moon of Endor and Palpatine's like, well, that's funny. I didn't sense that at all. 
Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, good point. Um, yeah, because he says, like, are you sure you're feeling this correctly? Yeah, I mean, he basically says something along those lines. But so Kylo Ren is able to hide his intent from, and and so is Rey, from both Snoke and uh, the Emperor, which, of course, they're kind of the same person, right? Um, so this idea that, that things can be hidden... Uh, like these really deep emotions or plans going on uh, can be hidden from the emperor. I mean, Disney's really kind of doubled down on that and rise of Skywalker, I think really brought it into the movies even more and made it more blatant that this is something that is possible even beyond Vader. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I got to give a credit there. In fact, you know, there, there's a point I want to sidetrack on um, that has to do with, all right, let, let, let's, let's do it. I, I want to get your thoughts, you know, any, any further thoughts on Vader, but I want to sidetrack on something quick about rise of Skywalker. And that is when I, I amazingly, I think this movie actually enhances one of what I consider to be the best moments in return of the Jedi, which is when Luke Skywalker tosses his lightsaber away. Mm-hmm. Palpatine like goads him and, and actually, I guess we should talk about this later when we're reviewing the novel and everything. Um, but Palpatine goads Luke into striking him down. Right. And if, according to the novel, if you do this in hate, then, then there's like this transference that occurs where like you, you basically collect like this, this God consciousness of Sith. This is actually the wrong place for me to be talking about this. We should have done it later, but, <laughs> but, but we're already going. So we're going. Okay. I, I, I guess I'll just leave it here with this is that, is that th- there are things that, that actually, at least the novelization, if not the movie itself has done a good job of actually enhancing some of the original trilogy, which, which I'm amazed by. And Disney has seemed to, it speaks to what you were saying, where we're picking up the loose ends of, you know, things within Anakin's life and how they relate to him as Vader. And, and I think that that's, that's a really spot on assessment of what makes a Vader story work overall and what's made really, I think all three volumes of Vader work. I mean, do you, do you have any thoughts in the first, I mean, we're only two issues deep, but I mean, do you have any other thoughts on the two issues of Vader volume three so far? Um, no, not really. I mean, like I said, uh, like I, I really do feel that the, you know, they're just kind of continuing to do what's, what's really worked for them in the past. You know, I don't know if they've gotten feedback from other people or fans or whatnot, but, um, I do think that is probably at this point, the most compelling aspect of Vader. Mm -hmm. And what's even more interesting, something that we didn't mention, uh, in the, the star Wars mainline comics is, is, you know, uh, after the, uh, the, the, the battle at, uh, cloud city, you know, uh, Luke, you know, is kind of processing all this information about how Vader is his father and stuff. And he's trying to reach out to Ben Kenobi and Yoda through the force and they're not answering. Right. And there's this really cool sort of like parallel where he, he basically, he gets upset and he breaks the window on the ship behind him. Yes. And it parallels the same moment that we had earlier in, I think it was Vader volume one, where he find, uh, finds out that Luke Skywalker is his son. And that he was lied to about the Emperor, about Padme dying, and all this stuff. 
and he breaks the window in front of him in the Star Destroyer. Right. Yeah, which is probably that one panel where you just see the crack of the window when Boba Fett basically gives Vader the info. Uh, that might be that might be the single greatest panel in Marvel's Star Wars history. I uh, would not disagree with that one tiny bit. Yeah, like, I, I mean, thought that myself, and because I mean, just the 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 pathos just just rolls off the page. Right. Right. Yeah, and and it's something that you you. You don't need anything more than the 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 move the Star Wars movies that George Lucas made to to get that, but I don't think everybody thought about it. It's like, wait, Vader must have known somehow, and yeah, it, it's just a beautiful moment. Uh, it really is. So, yeah, I think the Vader comic has consistently been the best thing that they've had going. Um, I've never really felt like in any of the volumes that there has been. Uh, you know, where, where it's ever been like a roller coaster, like Dr. Afro has been good, but it's also been a bit of a roller coaster where, right. yeah, there's a few issues where it kind of not as exciting. Um, but I, I think Vader has been consistently delivering. Um, yeah. Overall. I mean, I think there was some stuff in, in volume two and I can't think of it right now, but I do remember thinking at the time that, you know, this, they, they weren't really doing their best, mm-hmm. but overall, yeah, the consistency on, on Vader has been very hot very good and, and the quality has been very high so i yeah. mean yeah it's 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 just it's really not hard not to you know recommend you know this new volume or even of the previous two volumes if you haven't read them yet definitely worth picking up yeah i think that there if you're into start wanting to get into star wars comics the vader volumes are absolutely where to start uh because you're just you're going to get the most of the star wars that i think you want and that you want to know and there's a lot right. of I mean, like the stuff with Momin and so on. I mean, there's just a lot of great things to walk away from, from the Vader comics. And there are like, you know, uh, uh, connections between Vader and some of the other comics that will, you know, if you are interested in reading more, it could lead you into some of the other comics and the, you know, that Marvel's putting out. So right, it really I'm... is. And it is, I, I agree with you. It's, it's an excellent place to start. If you haven't read any Star Wars comics yet or any Marvel Star Wars comics, uh, you know, pick up the, the, the first Vader uh, volume and, and see where it takes you. Yeah. I mean, because that's also going to introduce you to Dr. Afra, who right. is widely considered, I mean, out of the comic books anyway, uh, or maybe out of the new Canon overall, the best character to come out of it in Disney's tenure, uh, for a lot of people. I mean, not everybody, but for a lot of people, I think they feel that way. So anyway, um, Let's go on to our, our last bit of, of comic book reviewing, and that is the Rise of Kylo Ren series, issues one through four. Um, I mean, I'm just going to say it outright. Uh, these these comic books were, I, I feel like they were heavy retconning and, yeah. pre- and, and nay pointless. I mean, just... Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. They, they I... Go ahead. They, they don't. They don't add anything. They. Nope. They. They. Uh. You know. They. They start off by, you know, contradicting the movies, and then they go back and basically explain that away by making it seem like Kylo Ren is just a liar and never. You can't believe anything he says. Then right. you know. I mean. Then what's the point of of you know, having this character say anything at all, really? Yeah. I mean, you really get no. No, no real, like, I mean, because one of the exciting things was learning more about Snoke, but just 
like is the sequel trilogy's MO, you really don't learn anything more about Snoke other than, you know, in Rise of Skywalker that he's a clone uh, or that he's a, you know, whatever, a puppet. Um, right. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, I mean, he's just got, you know, Palpatine's hand up his ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guy's ventriloquist, goddammit. <laughs> I mean, they literally show that in the comic too, because they're 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 showing Kylo or uh, Snoke talking to Kylo Ren, but they're kind of cutting in scenes of what's obviously, you know, the Emperor speaking yeah. through Snoke. Yeah, yeah. So you get that, and I mean, I I feel like the release of these four issues was clearly to keep you from getting spoiled on reveals in Rise of Skywalker. But even then, like, once you know, you know, just fucking get these comics out. And right, they drew it right. out way too long. Um, and and this speaks to something that I think is also true of the novelization, which we will talk about soon. Um, but ultimately, I think the goal of these comics was to make Kylo actually look like less of a bad guy. Um, because he's always reticent to kill his fellow Jedi He's reticent to do what the Knights of Ren want him to do. We get really, I mean, the explanation of the Knights of Ren in it is bullshit. I think it's more just to, just to try and make make him appear more redeemable when you get to the ultimate act of Rise of Skywalker. That that that's right. as that's, as opposed as opposed to anything, any effort to try to make him a more compelling character at all, which right. they fall flat on their faces and don't accomplish in the least bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so again, that speaks to what I think is, is just pure pointlessness, uh, to, to the series. Um, I get it that they felt they needed to do it. Uh, and they probably felt pressure of like, okay, but we got to explore what this whole Knights of Ren thing, uh, means I, I would have rather, they just left it to mystery at that stage because what they gave us was horseshit. Right. Uh, so, okay. You know, um, but anyway, yeah, I don't think I really have much else to add to that. Again, it, it yeah, is no. So I mean, yeah, it's Vader and mainline Star Wars are a buy, and Kylo Ren is a skip. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, we will get to reviewing Bounty Hunters as that is, as that series uh, keeps going forward. Uh, and and but you know the 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 odd man out here is for the first time. We don't have, and I've enjoyed these overall, where we have not necessarily adaptations, but for, to use the, the colloquialism, we, we have, uh, you would have movie adaptations, comic book movie adaptations for every movie that Disney has done. They did it for Rogue One. They did it for Solo. Uh, they did it for Last Jedi. They did it for Force Awakens. I mean, they did it for everything. And you kind of get deleted scenes or alternate scenes of a, of a type within these comic books. And I think they really do flesh out the movies even more. And I've really enjoyed these. And the odd thing is we don't get one for rise of Skywalker, but then this is the, this is next to last Jedi. This is the movie where I absolutely want that, you know, or actually, you know, the force awakens one was just like a straight, that, that was like a straight, uh, adaptation. They didn't like add anything into that. I remember people were, were disappointed by it. But anyway, I mean, Rob, I mean, what do you think is behind them not doing a Rise of Skywalker comic? Um, I think there are one of there. There are a couple possibilities. Um, one, you know, it takes literally months and months to put these comics together before they come out. Right. Because, uh, you know, the artist has to draw all the panels and everything. And, you know, uh, there's just there's just production issues. So. I mean, we, we know for a fact that 
um, they were working on uh, Rise of Skywalker literally up until the minute they printed the film. Yeah, yeah. So, and this is the most, so to me, the most likely possibility is, is that uh, they couldn't have anything ready in time. Mm. Uh, it may be that they're working on something right now. Uh, the other possibility is, too, is that um, I think it was Luke Ross who has been doing these adaptations in the past. And I like him as an artist, but I, apparently he got in some hot water a while ago for tracing some 3D models. Oh, of, yes. You know, like just complete bullshit of a yeah. thing to complain about. You know, all these people, they, they get upset when you trace a starship, but when, when, when an artist has been tracing, you know, still frames of characters' faces for literally years on end, and they don't say a word, I call bullshit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it may, it may be that, you know, that they've decided to, to uh, <clears throat> either not use him anymore, or they did go to him again to illustrate the the movie adaptation and ended up scrapping it yeah yeah uh i i think that makes sense i mean like part of what i think was the odd release schedule with, with rise of kylo ren was that i think they were changing it as they went you know like yeah. all right how do we want this to look um and that's also why i think the comic felt very disjointed because it also wasn't like a good read either that whole that whole series um yeah i could believe that i mean there's a part of me that feels like well you know, we never announced it, so let's just bury this thing as quickly as we can. I mean, because if I was Disney, I'd be wanting to get past this movie so quickly, uh, you know, because, yeah, there's there's people who are talking about it favorably, but I I don't meet a whole lot of people who aren't other Star Wars podcasters that are, I think, somewhat on the take uh, with mm. with Disney or their bread and butter is based around Star Wars being fucking great no matter what. Um, uh, that, that really likes the movie, you know? Yeah. So, and we know, we know that as thing because I mean, like uh, we, I, I've, I've heard other star Wars podcasters talk about how basically they're not on their take, but they've been offered before. Right. And, you know, in order to, to in order, in order to basically, you know, get the inside scoop from Lucasfilm and get good treatment as, you know, a, a whatever you want to call it, you know, Star Wars influencer. Mm -hmm. uh, you only you have to speak positively about everything. Exactly right. Yeah, um, and and I think we can see some real world ramifications of some of this stuff, deserved or not. I mean, you know, we could just say Harloff and then we can move on. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or just Collider in general. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, Jedi Council's over. I mean, that's been done. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. it's been done for me for a long time because right. I could I could smell the stink of Disney, you know, yeah. wafting off everything they did, and I'm like, this is this is bullshit, and half these guys don't even know what the fuck they're talking about, but they pretend like they do. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, bringing it full circle, I do think that Disney and 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 actually something we're not going to get into talking about in this episode that I do want to talk about in the future, which is Project Luminous or the High Republic. We know what it is now. Um, I think they really need. They are trying to get out in front and get past the sequel trilogy as quickly as they can. Um, I'm surprised, and that might problem you know that they're 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 rushing forward you know 
maybe not blindly, but you know, with with wild abandon, trying to to right the ship, and yeah. they might just you know make it worse. That that is entirely possible. Uh, I mean, we're going to be getting this High Republic material come August. Um, I think I definitely think they're gauging it to see how well does this sell, and thus should we make it a movie. We were supposed to get another movie announcement by now. Obviously, mm-hmm. with COVID nineteen, that didn't happen. Um, and I think Hollywood's definitely taking advantage of, uh, of this situation to where they can kind of reset a lot of things. Right. Um, and, I mean, and the, the whole, the whole franchise is a disarray. I mean, they, they yeah. put the brakes on the Obi-Wan series. Yep. Um, as I understand it, uh, I, Cassian, the Cassian Andor series, it already started, didn't it? But I don't know whether or not they've, they've already wrapped production on that yet. Oh, I don't know. I hadn't even heard that they had started production yet. Yeah, I think I think they'd I think they'd started, or at least it was in pre-production. But obviously, you know, with with what's going on with COVID nineteen, that's kind of probably going to be up in the air. Um, mm-hmm. There's the whole uh, Ryan Johnson trilogy. Uh, you know, that's still a thing, not a thing. Every other week. Yeah, he you know? doesn't even know what's going on with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, according to him, it's still on, but people are saying it isn't still on. And then somebody says it is still on, you know, just nobody can seem to make up their mind. Yeah, yeah, though they don't mind, and we're going to get to it later, they don't mind bringing out Mandalorian Season 2 news. Uh, they, yes. have been, they have been dropping uh, bombs, in my opinion, uh, lately for that. But we'll we'll talk about that a little later on. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, maybe it's both things, why there isn't a Rise of Skywalker comic. It just, you know, they didn't have time to roll it out. I agree with you that it does take time. Um, and, and maybe it's just they want to get past the sequel trilogy, you know, and yeah. then, like, get on to something else with Star Wars, which not uh i mean well anyway i don't know there's a part of me that thinks that's not a bad idea there's a part of me that's like wow you guys have so much work to do <laughs> you know yeah, yeah well i mean and and i'm not precluding the possibility that they might eventually do an adaptation mm-hmm. yeah so i mean it's still possible they could do it and they just you know one day they just they just drop it on us without any you know like kind of announcement or fanfare that's you know not outside the realm of possibility so well just, i'll tell you or go ahead. No, no, that's that's all I have to say on it. You know, like it, it could happen. It might not. They might, like I said, you could be right. They they might just move on and try to, you know, forget about it. I think the smartest money they could do right now is I would take, and we're going to talk about that in a, in, in a few minutes here. Uh, I would take the Duel of the Fate script. I would take Trevor O's script, and I'd turn that into a comic book, make sure it's under the Infinities label for Star Wars, and and roll. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, but. exactly. I would love that, too, but you know, they're going to fucking, they, they want a memory hole, that shit, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, all right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that when we get to the script because, uh, man, well, anyway, <laughs> that, that, if they were to make a comic, that's the one I would make because yeah, that yeah. I mean, it would, I guarantee it would sell. I'll tell you that. Like you're going to get people reading and talking about it. That's for sure. Um, so I don't know, next slow news cycle, maybe they'll think about it, but, um, regardless what they did come out with is, uh, the expanded edition novelization. This came out on March 17th. Uh, I think. One of, one of those days. And uh, this is something that in previous episodes of TIE Fighter Renegades, I personally said that I was very excited for and that I felt like 
could perhaps correct uh, correct the course a bit of what Rise of Skywalker gave us and maybe expand upon a few different things and give us a little something extra uh, or more than a little something extra, give us some explanations and, and, and so on. Now, Rob, you didn't get the chance to read this yet, did you? Uh, I wouldn't say I didn't get the chance. I just, I'm the, and this is, this is, this is going to be telling of something you'll ask later on, but I'm, I'm kind of over the sequel trilogy. I just sure. don't have any interest in reading it. Yeah. I mean this, this, so normally when a star Wars book comes out, I'll actually, I'll, of course I listen to it on audible at like two, 2.5 X speed and mm-hmm. I'll get through, I'll get through it in a day. This one took me a while uh, <laughs> to, <laughs> to get through. Like it just wasn't, it, there, there was large portions of it that just was not engaging um, mm-hmm. at all. And, mm-hmm. and I, and, and I appreciate where you're coming from, Rob. And, you know, I, and really like, I don't, I mean, we're both very much kind of like we said at the top, we're both very much like at a fuck star Wars mode right now because of just how much how so much of this is getting botched, even though we have some nice embers here and there. Um, but anyway, so th- what I will say is this, cause I don't need to do a long drawn out review. And frankly, there was, I would, the most annoying thing with this is how screen rant and all these other dumbass websites were making the click headlines out of little tidbits that they were putting out about what the novel said, because they got advanced copies you know, before everybody else did. So a lot of things, a lot of the, the really interesting stuff, I think people already, you know, probably heard, but I'll say this. I think the sequel trilogy is actually fine as a series of novels as movies, not so much as a series of novels. I, I find myself largely enjoying them. Uh, you know, they're, they're colored by my negative, uh, opinion of most of the movies, but again, with the novels you get to, cause even in last Jedi, I thought the novelization was actually one of the best star Wars books I'd ever written because you get to get into the heads of the characters, you know, and, and there's things you can do. I mean, look, you know, Rob and I, we love David Lynch's Dune and it's amazing that Lynch had the, had the sack to, you know, have like an, uh, internal dialogue with the characters where they like, they'd be whispering in their own heads. Most movies, most shows will never, ever do that. And I think a lot of what was going on in star Wars needed that. And in the books, in the novelizations of the movies, you get those, you get that inner monologue that's happening. And, 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 and it makes the story work a little bit more. Uh, I mean, do you have any thoughts on that, Rob? I mean, boy, yeah, I, 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 I appreciate that you you bring up Dune, and 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 you're absolutely right. And and the movies that do do this usually get lampooned like crazy right. for doing it. Uh, another prime example is the uh, the theatrical uh, release of Blade Runner, because you get Decker's oh, internal yes. monologue, and people hate it. Right. Personally, I don't have a problem with it. I you know I personally I love every. Uh, you know, variation on that film. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I just, I, 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 I appreciate your point about how the, the, the Star Wars, you know, the sequel trilogy needs it. Um, here again, I'm coming from the point of view is I much would have rather them just to have made compelling films. Yeah. Whether they did that or not. 
Yeah. And to basically, you know, continue this trend of basically, you know, fixing their stories in post post. Yeah. With Even these novels. The movie came out. Yeah. <laughs> is kind of bullshit, in my opinion, still. I do yeah. not like this 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 method of them and going back and you know they're the the fans come in and and rip everything apart and then the author goes well now i know what i need to write about yeah i mean this is really just a clever way for disney to do special editions and if anybody out there has problems with special editions you should hate these novels uh i mean because because it's what they are you know yeah. ultimately uh because i guarantee Ray Carson, who wrote, and she did a good job, who wrote uh, Rise of Skywalker Expanded Edition, uh, you know, the novelization, that she, you know, probably had marching orders after the movie came out and she was given things she needed to add into, uh, you know, into the chapters. Right, which is um, why you don't get the book until months after right. the release. Right, because normally movie novelizations, which are very common, used to be far more common, you get them the same day that the movie comes out. Or sometimes uh, before. Yeah, or right, even sometimes before. Yeah, in fact, um, the, the original Star Wars, the novelization came out like months in advance of the actual movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in fact, because if you look at the copyright date on the novelization for A New Hope, it's 1976, not 1977. Right. Yep. Yeah, so... <sighs> Yeah. And anyway, I mean, yeah, these, it's definitely trying to fix things. Um, I feel like this book does provide a lot more answers. It's if you liked rise of Skywalker at all, I think it's a worthwhile read. Um, some of the answers I don't really like, uh, I mean, I re like, I, I think this, so this is kind of, I think the biggest one, I mean, there, there's, there's fun little things in there. Um, like, you, you get a mention of, of Kaz from, from star Wars resistance, uh, like fireball, whatever is in it. Uh, like that was cool. You get alphabet squadron, you get phantom squadron, you get a lot of these nice little mentions. You get a great moment that I'm sure they filmed. They just, cause I think, I think in a making special, I saw some footage of it where Lando is going around the Falcon before he takes it to Exegol. Um, and that's a nice moment. You get a lot more of Leia and Leia makes more sense in the book for obvious reasons because of how, you know, the character had to get placed into the movie. Um, you get more Rose Tico. I mean, there's, there's a lot of improvements here. Uh, did, did they have ahead. anything in there about the Oracle? The Oracle? Yeah. Like the blade? Like the, no, the... no, there was, there was, there was actually a, a sequence where, uh, Kylo Ren was going to basically, Oh yes, the spider creature. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that whole that whole scene is in there and you definitely okay. get a lot more like the opening has a much better pacing because it's not this like vine video that basically the movie opens up with that we see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where it's like 7 seconds. All right, we're we're here. We're we're ready. <laughs> it's crazy. No, yeah, you get a lot more of that. You get some explanation. Yeah, you get the oracle, right, which is like this weird kind of spider creature that comes out of a lake. Um that that's there. Uh there's a, there there are a lot of little extra scenes within it that that are nice. Um I think where, where it really stands tall, um, is when it gets to explaining when you get to the very end and it's, it's explaining more what's happening with, um, with the emperor, 
But throughout it, you, you are constantly getting bombarded with the idea that Kylo Ren really, really wants Ray to be his queen. So there's, I don't want to call the olive branch out to the Raylos, but, and we know in the art book, there's a lot of this stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has like full visions of her beside him on the Sith throne. Um, and he really, really wants that. Even though the book then also with the kiss at the end makes it abundantly clear. It's not a romantic kiss from Ray. Uh, Kylo clearly has romantic or whatever you want to call it. Power tripping intentions towards having Ray in his life. Um, which would explain, I guess, a lot of his manipulation and everything. Uh, not that it explains why Raylos are so hot about this though. But, um, I mean, that, that was, that was an interesting inclusion to get that sense because I don't think that's anywhere in the movie that, that Kylo's doing what he's doing because he wants Ray to be his queen. Um, I don't get that sense at all. Did you get that sense at all watching the movie? Uh, you do like, I, I would say throughout the, the 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 trilogy, you do get this sense that he has some sort of obsession with her beyond uh-huh. her just being, you know, Luke's student and a Jedi and and this kind of stuff. I mean, you do have that moment in um, last uh, the Jedi. last Jedi, you know, where they do the hand touching thing where, yeah. you know, it's 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 a little more than just sort of like the, the, the politics of Jedi versus Sith. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. I know that he, like he's, he fancied the idea, but like it's a driving force in the novel as to where I yeah. don't yeah. feel you get that in the film. Um, and I don't mind it. I don't have a problem with it. I think no, it's fine. In fact, I mean like that, that concept art that they, they show in the art book that's coming out of where they actually show, you know, him on the Sith throne and, and right. raised beside him. I mean, that's, that's hot. Yeah, no, I agree that. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I remember um, you shared it with me and I was like, Oh, that's hot as hell. Like, that's right. Awesome. You know, it's like, it was, it was such a, uh, such a, you know, lost squandered opportunity yeah. not to put something like that in the movie. Instead yeah. we get, you know, pointy teeth Ray. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah. So that was anyway, I mean, that's there. And again, that's more of the stuff that's in the characters heads that gets explored that I think does add to it overall. Um, and, and with the flow of the book, I want to talk about the emperor thing that has to be talked about with the flow of the book. I mean, it's not running, you know, again, the best description I've heard of rise of Skywalker is that it's like 30 vine videos spliced into one. Uh, you know, and, and I think that's totally right. That's exactly how it feels. The book gets to breathe and take time. Uh, and which is a concept that JJ Abrams, I don't think has in anything the idea of like taking time. Um, did it, did it seem like a more cohesive story? Did it seem less like they tried to take two movies and mash it into one? Yeah, it felt far more cohesive because like Kylo, you get in his head a lot and he keeps referencing previous events mm-hmm. in the other two movies where he realizes he was being lied to. I am being lied to. They kept telling me nobody cares. They were wrong. And so it does, it makes everything feel far more cohesive just again, but all of that comes from not any added action. It comes from being in the heads of the characters and that's what we didn't get, you know, in the movies. And that's why I argue. And we, I don't think we got that in any of them. You know, it's all like this kind of, it's almost artsy fartsy and, and it annoys the fuck out of me. Uh, and so that's why I say like the novels, I think are really the go-to way to experience these stories because it's the only way you get the complete picture. 
in, in any way, shape or form. So, uh, now I want to talk about the emperor. I think this is kind of the biggest reveal in it, uh, because a lot of people were wondering, and we even spent time asking about this, uh, when we did our review back in December, Rob, and that was this idea of the all Sith. Like when, when Palpatine says he is all the Sith, Mm -hmm. um, the book basically says, yes, he is literally like a ton of like any, any Sith Lord that was a part of the rule of two, uh, he, he's them and they are in him. And in fact, those other consciousness conscious, I, those other consciousnesses can, can even take over another person personally. So go ahead. And so they're stealing from Dune again. Yes. Right. Yeah. Go ahead and explain that. Yeah. Because, uh, something that happened in, uh, like the Dune sequels, they don't mention it in the first one, but, um, uh, primarily happens with the, the character of Alia, who is, you know, um, uh, uh, the, the brother of Muad, Paul Muad'Dib. Yeah. And, uh, basically what happens is, is that, uh, you know, they have, uh, all of these, these ancestral memories mm-hmm. that, you know, go back, you know, millennia and everything. And, uh, if you basically lose control, you know, those memories can sort of manifest in a way and the personalities come forth to take over. And what happens to Alia is basically she makes a devil's deal with the Baron Harkonnen right. to shut out all the other voices in exchange for the Baron basically possessing her. Yeah. And she basically goes nuts. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they, they definitely did. I mean, not that star Wars doesn't have a history of borrowing from like everything else. Uh, you know, that's kind of, yeah. In fact, Frank Herbert was going to sue, uh, Lucasfilm at one point. So there it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so this concept of the all Sith, I mean, I, like in Dune, well, anything can work in Dune. Um, in in Star Wars, I, like I thought this, it, it's such a big idea to bring into Star Wars to only have it be one fucking line. I just don't think it. I, I you don't extrapolate that from the movie, so that's a fail. I'm glad the book kind of describes it more. But I feel like they just completely rewrote the Sith. And also I feel it's a little insulting yeah. George Lucas because George Lucas made it abundantly clear when Sith die, they're dead. They're gone, yeah. you know, exactly. and, and, and like stuff got cut out of clone wars because of that rule that George yep. Lucas had. Yep. Uh, and so I, I, I think this is just, just shitty. Uh, and, and a bad, and I don't even like, and I'm, a, and, and I am a fan of the Sith. Like that's, that's my go to side in star Wars. Okay. And I'm saying, I think this is a dumb idea. Like I, I, I don't dig it at all. Um, I, I mean, thoughts, Rob, uh, same here. I think, I think it's bullshit, uh, here one, because like I said, here again, they're stealing from another franchise that they've stolen from before. Mm-hmm. And two, it's not even really a very good execution of the idea in and of itself. Right. And three here, like, like you said, it's, it's essentially a retcon and an insulting one at that. Yeah. So, uh, I, I would, I, I hope this just sort of, uh, goes by the wayside and never gets mentioned again. You know, 
uh, there's there's been stuff in in novelizations. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking, for instance, the uh, the Revenge of the Sith novelization that gets brought up in that book that's never mentioned again. And right. I hope they do that here. I hope they just they here if 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 they want to memory hole something, memory hole this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing I'm, I'm picturing Worf on the deflector dish <laughs> of the Enterprise E in first contact. Memory hole this, you know, <laughs> instead of assimilate this. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a bad move. You know, actually, real quick, um, there is mention at. When, when this kind of concludes and Ray is sort of on the floor on Exegol, um, there is mention of the world between worlds. Um, I know there are people who felt like they don't ever want that to get mentioned again. Um, she sees it for a brief moment uh, in, in the, at the end of, uh, of Rise of Skywalker in the novelization. Um, I thought that was interesting to include that because I thought that's something they were never going to touch again. Um, even though I still kind of theorize that that they might bring Kylo Ren back at some point with that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I mean, there's, there's an interest, there's some interesting tidbits in the visual dictionary. Yep. Uh, so, so there's another name for the world between world. And I don't know if you're aware of it. It's called the Virgin scatter. Yeah. Yeah. So on Exegol, I, I know, go ahead. I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, this idea that there's basically, uh, they, they've, they've talked about a virgins in the force, you know, before, in fact, going back mm. to episode one and right. a virgins in the force can be located around a place or even a person. And in the case of Anakin Skywalker, you know, the, the, uh, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn identified the boy Anakin on Tatooine as a virgins in the force. Mm-hmm. Another example of a virgins in the force is Mortis from right. the Clone Wars. And so there's this idea that, all of these uh, virgences in the force are somehow interconnected. And mm-hmm. that linkage between them is the world between worlds. Yeah. Yeah. So now, cause also in the visual dictionary on Exegol, they specifically say that the Sith eternal there uh, were looking for, they think that there's a virgence in the middle of the planet. Right. And, and, and this is what made me think about that was when I read that in the visual dictionary, I was like, okay, well, Kylo Ren fell into the planet. Basically. Um, they're going to say that he, maybe he entered the world between worlds, but Ray definitely sees it like, and, and Ray, Car- uh, the, the author, Ray Carson actually describes it as, as if it was a world between worlds, you know, Ray doesn't know what the fuck it is, but she sees it and that's how she describes it, which I thought was yeah. interesting. Now, yeah, this, uh, this is the ahead. thing I have the least problem with. In fact, I, I mean, like I, I, I think it's a, it's an interesting idea of this idea of a virgin scatter. Yeah. Right? And the fact that it's all interlinked between the world, between worlds, because it leads some interesting questions that certainly there's the possibility for them to abuse it. And I completely agree, but the, the, the concept in and of itself is not a bad one. No. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Totally. Yeah. Um, and well, you know, as Luke Skywalker says, nobody's ever really gone. So, uh, no. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah. Um, so w- back with, with the all Sith for a minute, the one good thing about this idea that I think makes it very interesting that that actually enhances return of the Jedi. And this is what I was talking about earlier that I was kind of hinting at when I went on a little side train. Um, when Luke Skywalker tosses his lightsaber away, okay, he 
if if you so basically the way the book describes what happens is is that you have to like kill your Sith master in a moment of perfect hatred. And then that this is, and they, the book calls it a God consciousness, which that sounds very Dune as well. Um, that this God, con- the Sith God consciousness will then transfer into the other person. Okay. So it's very easy to extrapolate that. Basically, uh, uh Palpatine wanted to live on forever inside of Ray. Um, and his, his consciousness could have taken over inside of Ray. But so now when, when I think of return of the Jedi and when the emperor is saying, go ahead and strike me down, go ahead and kill me. You know, I wonder if that was him trying to get Luke to take on the, or now retcon of course. Okay. But now that's a moment where if Luke did that, he would literally have become Palpatine. Uh, and that's why Palpatine's goading him. And what's great about it is that that's what makes it all the more powerful for Luke to take his lightsaber and toss it away because there was the only way he could keep that from happening is he had to absolutely refuse to kill. Otherwise the Sith God consciousness would have came in. Um, I mean, again, that's all after the fact that's all bullshit made up by JJ Abrams. Yeah. I'll say this, like it does add something there, even though again, overall, I hate the idea. I think it's a terrible idea. Uh, I mean, thoughts, Rob? I'm going to dissent <laughs> on this one. I'm, it's it's a hard pass for me uh, yeah. because I I I I don't think it enhances Return of the Jedi anyway. I think it cheapens it because um, there the the act of putting down the sword mm-hmm. is a heroic moment. Yes, and it's not something that really gets brought up a lot in you know we talk about the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. and uh star wars is one of the few franchises that did it really well yeah and i feel that his motivations as they were and and his reason behind it were were good enough as it was to try to add anything into it or tack something onto it is in my mind completely unnecessary yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're going to claim that. It's just a thought that occurred to me. Um, but I, I, you know, as much as you're dissenting, I do agree with you. And as I've said many times, it's my favorite moment in Star Wars uh, when he tosses, you know, the saber and says, you know, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. It's such a badass moment, um, you know, to to just say I'm done, you know. Right. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear and that. It's, I, it's, it's even more heroic because Luke does in that moment what the entire Jedi order couldn't do during the clone wars. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that to me is way more meaningful than any kind of Sith Godhead bullshit. (laughs) No, absolutely. And it fulfills what Yoda said, you know, wars don't make one great. I mean, and, and, you know, Luke's just like, yeah, all right. Oh, you know, over done. Uh, it's, it's, it's beautiful. So, well, anyway, the book go for it. You know, uh, I mean, it's definitely the, in my opinion, it is the way to experience, um, to experience rise of Skywalker. Uh, it does clarify that Nian Num is dead. That's, that's abundantly clear now. Um, did they kill snap too? Yes. Yeah. Confirmed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Snap is dead because yeah. Poe, Poe has a, Poe has a moment. Um, with that, we do get a little more Zori bliss. They, in this. Go ahead. Did they, did they mention his wife at all? 
Pose? Wife? Oh, snaps. Oh, no, yeah. no. Uh, no, I don't. I don't yeah. think they mentioned it during the battle. Yeah, that's that's, that's a missed bullshit. opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yep. that's a missed opportunity. Especially how much the work they put into that relationship in the Poe Dameron comic. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, though, you know, something that is great at the very end. Now, in the movie, we, we see on Endor, or on the moon of Endor, we see uh, Wicket, right? Mm-hmm. Reacting to what's going on. Um, there's a, In the book, again, you get to be in the characters' heads or you get to spend more time with them. Wicket basically is with his son. And Wicket says to his son... Yes, everything's all right. The god C-3PO saved us. <laughs> He's like, the golden one saved us again. And it, it's so great. I was like, oh, man, that should have been in the movie. That was, you know, if you're going to put the handing the, the medal to Chewie, you should have put Wicked in there with that. That was so yeah. good. Yeah. That, that was a nice touch. Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot, just a lot of little things with that, and and again, I just I think the way to experience the sequel trilogy, if you're running with new canon, the movies aren't half as good as the books, in my opinion. Even though, again, I don't like everything that's certainly in the Rise of Skywalker uh, novel, I, I I wasn't terribly impressed. Um, I, you know, something else though that that that's going on, just quick, is that 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 one, um, oh, shit, Darifin, I think it is. It's a Sith word. The 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 Sith Eternal Star Destroyer that blows up Kajimi is still out there, like right, and, yeah. yeah, which yeah. I, I think is great. I can't wait to hear some more of that story uh, if they ever bother. But mm-hmm. anyway, that that's just kind of a so yeah. There's there's some clarifications in this book, so it's worthwhile for ch- for checking as far as that goes. But as far as like it being a great read, no, nah, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, it definitely not going to give it the glowing well, review I gave Last Jedi. That's, uh, I, I, that's where I was going to go with this. I was going to ask you is if you had to rank the sequel trilogy novelizations, how would you order them? Yeah. Uh, last Jedi is definitely the best one. Cause it's actually a great read and like it, you get, you get, you just get great moments. Um, yeah, I'd probably put last Jedi. I mean, Alan Dean Foster is such a great writer. Uh, I, I guess I'd give it to force awakens and then I do rise of Skywalker. Okay. Um, but I only put just because Alan Dean Foster is a great fucking writer. That's the only reason I put that one in number two. Uh, so anyway, but that, there you have it, folks. There's our, there's a review of the rise of Skywalker novelization and, uh, you know, check it out if you must, uh, you want to move on to other things, Rob? <laughs> yes, let's do, right. let's talk about talk something about good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Let's I've been looking about, forward to this. Oh, yes. Uh, let's talk about Colin Trevorrow's leaked script for for his uh, episode nine, or at least one version of it, uh, known as Duel of the Fates. That was that was the working title. Um, this did get leaked. As far as I know, Trevorrow confirmed that this is the real deal, right? Yeah, he's he's very sparingly responded to people asking him about it on Twitter. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty much confirmed. It's from the horse's mouth. Yeah. I, I am going to say first, first that how did this get leaked? I I've, we've been saying this for years and I firmly believe it. I think he is uh, at war with Disney, um, in, in Hollywood. And yeah, I don't know about that. Um, no? because Burnett talked about this. Oh, and, right. Meyer Burnett did initially. Leak yeah. It. Yeah. And he, well, no, he didn't leak it. Well, I mean, he sort of leaked it. Well, he, he talked about he, it. He, yeah. he read about it. He read the script and taught and basically gave his synopsis of it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that he talked about is, is, I guess somewhere out there, there's basically uh, some sort of like archive in Hollywood of scripts that never got made into movies. Right. Love to and it's, and it's yeah exactly, but it's only available to basically anybody who has any sort of access or clout in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean that makes sense. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, in any case, you you read this and because it's out there, folks. There's a link in the show notes too that'll link to the link for it. I'm we didn't link directly. Uh, and man, what what a read i'm not gonna say it's perfect but it sure as fuck a better movie than rise of skywalker by I a mean, long shot i mean it feels like star wars and yes. that's like the highest compliment i can give right now yep yeah it's it's 128 pages and it absolutely does feel like star wars i mean you know let's be clear here certainly when this was written they thought that Car- or you know carrie fisher was alive when it was written so even if trevorrow was still in charge of nine there would have been changes uh, probably pretty heavy ones because because Leia has a lot in this script, um, right. but regardless, I, yeah, I I think this is fantastic. I mean, there is no redemption story for Kylo Ren. He he just he doubles down on going evil. You know, uh, we get this. What did you think of the character? What's his? I, I'm trying to think of the character's name. There's the character who you find out was actually the master to Torvalum. Uh, Torv. What what is it again? Torvalum. Tor Valum, right. So this is actually, uh, uh, Plagueis's master, right. Or who taught Darth Plagueis and, uh, we get that character. I mean, did you think that was, what do you think about that character? I, I thought it was cool. I mean, you know, I, I, I did get the sense that, um, um, he wasn't necessarily pal or, or, uh, um, uh, Plagueis's master, but he was, he's, somebody's talked about this and I guess they asked Colin or somebody else. And like this character isn't like he's associated with the Sith, but he's not like explicitly a Sith, which explains why he's still alive. Ah, Because, because, uh, uh, you know, um, Palpatine would have had to have killed him. Right. Obviously. Well, I think that, or, or Plagueis would have had to kill him before taking on Palpatine as a student. So, yeah, well, I think that would have fit in with the narrative around Snoke up until Rise of Skywalker, you know, because there's a there's a dark side character, very powerful, right. that exists outside of the Sith line, it seems. Um, so that would have fit. That's okay. Yeah, I, I, I can dig that. Um, I mean, I, that, that was interesting. Uh, Ray putting on the black suit, you know, like yeah. Luke Skywalker and Return yeah. of Jedi, the double-bladed lightsaber. Go ahead. And yeah, I, I don't know... It will, Hopefully we'll include it in the show notes, but there's, there's been concept art leaked for Duel of the Fates as well. Yes, and it is in the show notes. that's one of the things they show is, you know, uh, Ray basically wearing the, the, the black Luke Skywalker Return of the Jedi outfit. And it's damn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and looks like, awesome. God, it just looks great. I mean, it looks better than anything she's worn throughout the entire sequel trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is no garbage collector. Uh this is this is somebody who's who's got shit figured out. And you know, so there's there's so there's so much we could talk about with this script. Um, I mean, it is 
it is world-class script writing it, or, or screenwriting. It really, really is. Uh, yeah. yeah. So as soon as I read it, I had no debate at the time. Is this real? I said, no, this is the real deal because if this is fan fiction, whoever that is better get fucking hired right now because, right. because that is grade a screenwriting. Um, anyway, so her, there is this kind of the gist of the script is that Ray is discovering that that balance in the force means that you need to accept the dark side and the light side and they right. need to like work together. Okay. Right. Inside of you, you know, which personally. is kind of what, Kind of, kind of what they were doing in the the old EU is they were kind of pointing towards that. Yeah, yeah, like and, a gray Jedi. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then, and then, you know, uh, Disney came in and you know they they dropped that like a, a fucking hot potato. Yeah, I mean, it it admittedly, I think George Lucas made it pretty clear that like the concept of a gray Jedi is anathema. Like, I right. mean, it, because he said, you know, that if you go towards the dark side, there's something wrong with you. Like he, so he, I don't think his concept of, or his concept of balance is that if you go to the dark side, you are unbalanced. Right. Um, cause he, so, he described the dark side as basic as a cancer. Right. Right. And yeah. it's not like, you know, like you can't just keep a little bit of cancer and you and be okay. Right. Yeah. So I get George Lucas and, and I am the first guy in the world who will respect the creator's wishes, but at the same time. Um, I love this. And actually what's amazing about this script is that it is very philosophical and it's actually deeply philosophical. Um, it's not like surface or, uh, what's the word I'm lo- looking for it, Yeah. It's just, it's not surface level philosophy, like much right. of Star Wars is where it doesn't have any real meat to it. This has meat to it in my opinion. Um, and in fact, I really love because Ray is accepting the dark side as well even though the old EU doesn't matter, you know, anymore with, with any of this, the fact that she has a lightsaber reminiscent of XR Coons, who was the first guy to have a double bladed lightsaber and his was, was blue. Uh, it wasn't Darth Maul. I thought that was a nice touch. And, and yeah. I thought like it kind of made a full circle, uh, you know, because that's where the big split happened with XR Coon back in the old EU. And to have that come full circle now where we're going to bring balance and that includes very clear elements to when there was a schism, uh, I thought was, was, was dynamite. I mean, that, that alone spoke to me anyway, even though, I mean, go ahead. I mean, throughout this entire script, the thing that really, you know, uh, got me, not just the, the, the quality and depth of the script, but whoever was writing this had an intimate understanding of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking about the kind of understanding that that is as good or even rivaling that of ours. Yeah, 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 I agree. Like, even when you're just reading about Coruscant, you're like, wow, this you know, person knows their shit. Yeah, right, right. And or, or you know, another another great and this and this this script does the, the very thing that Brian and I have been complaining about, the you know, for a long time now is, is that it acknowledges the star Wars universe outside of the films, because we go to Mortis. Right. And so, I mean, I mean that to me, that is a huge deal that they're going to acknowledge something outside of, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the main star Wars films outside of maybe just a split second of a voice at the end of a movie. Yeah. (laughs) Which like what we got in, in, in rise of Skywalker, 
So yeah, I mean that that uh, that that's what real. I mean, like the the it just it hits it on every level. It feels like Star Wars. It's mm-hmm. got depth to it. It's written by somebody who has intimate understanding and has watched more than just the films. I don't. I honestly don't believe for a second that J.J. Abrams has fucking watched anything out of episodes one through six. Yeah, even if that, even yeah, like, you know, four, five, and six certainly. Right. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this. Uh, all right. So this is going to kind of lead to our question of the month if we get to it. And I don't want to, we're not going there yet, but I got to bring this in here. Um, I, I can't help, but wonder if the no go on this script was, it had too many elements that it ran into a copyright issue. It had too many George Lucas elements in it that it became a problem. Um, because, so, so, so here, here's, here's, a, here's, here's a thing that's weird to me. And this kind of speaks to what we were saying earlier in the show about how rise of Skywalker failed. All Disney had to do, they had all the stories they could possibly want. In fact, they literally ripped rise of Skywalker is dark empire, poorly executed, right? All they had to do was take, I mean, make the Thrawn trilogy and and just turn it into a movie that's all you had to do you you have these great stories that star wars fans have reacted positively to you didn't even have to come up with anything original there was no need you know and they just uh, you know i mean go ahead and reboot the canon still but you can take those stories and have a great time and they just didn't do it and the reason i think they didn't do it and this is something i'm learning more and more and more especially as i'm wondering what the fuck is happening to the franchises that i love is that the the question is constantly being asked in the writer's room, who do we have to pay to be able to use X, Y, and Z? And and sometimes I think the cost is too high. Uh, I'll give you a quick example. In start the show, Star Trek Enterprise, there was the character of T'Pol, great character. She was supposed to be T'Pol, from, who is also a great character, from the original series. The reason they didn't make her to Powell, this is the only reason, is because they would have had to have paid royalties to Ted Sturgeon if they used his character. And so they made a new one. And I mean, the, the character had turned out great, but I mean, these are the, com- these are the conversations that are happening in these writer's rooms. And, and I, I got to want, because like JJ, what the fuck, why would you create Hosni and prime when you could have an immediate wildly emotional reaction by blowing up Coruscant, you know, in force awakens, um, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I can't help but wonder if, if, if Trevorrow got kicked off of this, because this script is amazing. Why that he got kicked off of it because, uh, you know, it, it would have cost too much or Disney wouldn't have taken enough of a cut. That, I mean, that's my, my, my going theory. What, what do you got, Rob? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we've talked about this many times before. Um, I'm still not entirely. I mean, I admit that it's a possibility, but I'm mm-hmm. not entirely sold on it. My counter argument would be that, you know, you, you bring up and, and rightly so that uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker is a bad ripoff of Dark Empire. So if that's the case, did, you know, Tom Veach and Cam Kennedy get a payday? Well, I said they should have. I, I tweeted that day, yeah. the, the, the night that I right, saw the movie. Right. Yeah. But 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 I'm 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 guessing probably not. Right. 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 
Yeah, even though, I mean, they copied it pound for pound. The Emperor yeah. having a yeah. secret world. I mean, they even had the fucking Sovereign Protectors, but that was in yeah. the only individual dictionary. It was insane how much they well, copied and, 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 uh, Well, even uh, even in the concept art for Duel of the Fates, you know, they, they do borrow some stuff from Dark Empire too, because we do see the yep. Eclipse-class Star Destroyer, which is really yes. cool. I think if they were going to borrow anything from that comic, that, that's a good place to start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh fucking a i well uh, yeah I, I i hear you i i mean do you have a theory as to why they i mean there's more we can talk about in the script that's that's interesting but do you have a theory as to why they 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 didn't use this or you know what what anything um because it yeah pe- people are saying you know bring up the carrie fisher thing but that's bullshit because the Trevor's um involvement in the film fell apart before she died correct so that doesn't hold any water um i i honestly don't know brian i i i i tell you um there's there's a story out there about the behind the scenes in lucasfilm Mm-hmm. And everything that happened from 2012 to now, yeah, and it, I, I am certain it is a page turner of a story. Whether or not we'll ever get it, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have a feeling certain people are going to have to die first. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking too. Na- yeah. namely, namely Bob Iger. Yeah, I was going to say Uncle uh, Bob. <laughs> Uncle Bob's got to go before the story gets out, but. Um, yeah, I I would I would love to know what what the reason is. Um, I I definitely you know we get every indication that Trevor got the the fucking short end of the stick on this whole thing. Yeah, uh, and he has every right to be bitter about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, oh man, but I I really recommend everybody read this script, even the stuff at the end where basically it. it does it seem like everybody gets to more or less use the force at the end? I mean, like that's, yeah, that's uh, kind of a direction they're going. Right. And that, and that's interesting. I would like, cause you know, the, they had been hinting at that, uh, for, for years now that, you know, ev- everybody has access to the force. Right. They, they've been saying Pablo Hidalgo has been said this a number, number of times, you know, mm-hmm. everybody has access to the force. There's, you know, the old idea in the EU that, certain people are just born force sensitive uh is is gone in the disney era right and that this plays into that um it it actually makes sense here yeah with it so yeah why why they didn't you know follow through in rise of the skywalker i don't know because there's obviously elements in here that they they've bow, they they borrowed from and then even discarded you know like we talked about the uh the the oracle in the mm-hmm. novelization that's clearly uh what torvalum turned into right yes yeah i agree with that i agree with that i think there's some hints in rise of skywalker that like uh that finn is becoming force sensitive there's people oh, who make yeah. arguments that's yeah pretty explicit yeah 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 um but yeah no i i hear you i hear you uh I mean, in fact, we even got a different, actually, we got a different last name for Ray, which I don't know where the fuck it came from. Uh, it was Solana, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is out of nowhere, but I mean, people are complaining about that saying, well, that doesn't mean anything to us, but I think that that gave why an opportunity. Have, Go why ahead. Does that have to mean anything? No, you're right. It doesn't. It could just why be a story prompt. 
yeah, why does everything have to be this big fucking incest fest of characters <laughs> that all related to one another? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's something I don't like that Rise of Skywalker did either. Yeah. It really doubled down on the bloodlines. And I'm like, yeah. no, we don't need that. That's yeah. not like, necessary. Yeah, you know, I, I, I hear enough about fucking dirty bloodlines in the news every day, and I get sick and tired of it. So. Yeah. And it's contradictory even on JJ's part because JJ doesn't want to talk about midichlorians because he thinks it's a dumb idea, but then he's like, oh, but bloodlines are a thing. It's like, well, wait, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but anyway, that's, that's him for you. Uh, I thought that the, the end planet in this movie or in this script Modesta, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Clearly a reference to Modesto where George Lucas grew up. up. Yeah. I I think that the perfect. Yeah, very yeah. nice touch. People thought yeah. it was too cheesy. I said, you're crazy. That's beautiful. And here, yeah, here again, this is somebody who has intimate knowledge of Star Wars and not just the, the, the in-universe knowledge, but the outside universe knowledge as well. Right. This is somebody who read all of the, uh, the Rinsler making of books. Yes. And understands what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I just, I weep for the world that we didn't get this movie because it's a very, <laughs> it's a, go ahead. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, it it is it is a tragedy. It is it is it is a doubling of the tragedy of of both losing Carrie Fisher and losing this version of the film. Yeah, uh, the the world is lesser for it. it. No, it really is. I mean, because it's a very conclusive film. Like it has an ending. It has yeah. people die. It's dark. The bad guys win a lot, which is something I think Trevor. This speaks to what you're saying, Rob, about how. Whoever this is knew a lot about Star Wars because, you know, George Lucas's classic act of you got to have a dark middle. You know, I don't think Last Jedi was a dark middle at all. Um, and and I, and I think this movie kind of remedied that uh, or the script would have remedied that. Uh, yeah, it's just a shame because it, it was it was so fucking well done. There's so many great lines in it, even. I mean, this is for 128 pages. And, it's really well written. Go ahead. And, and you know what? It, it, it God, it makes Ray a great character. Yes. I mean, yes. her evolution is earned. Yep. And the script. Yep. Yep. She's cool. She's so, I mean. I mean it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's a disservice to the character too. I mean, Ray could have been a great character. I could totally see why when I read this script and, and cause we all know the story where Trevorrow told or Trevorrow, whatever told, uh, 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 um, Daisy Ridley, what was going to happen to her character. And she cried Daisy Ridley, the actress cried. I can totally see why she would have cried yeah. at the end of this and would have been like, yeah. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. And fuck. Yeah. Yeah. What, what a pity bottom line. What a, what a pity on this. I mean, do you have any other, any, any interesting things you want to add into, to the duel of fates, Rob? Um, I I just, like I said, I, I, I love everything. I mean the, the, and really you, you do have to take a a look at the concept art. Um, the uprising on Coruscant. So would have been so amazing on oh, that star destroyer, the prison. Oh ship yeah. Up. That would have been insane. Yes. Oh my God. And, and the fact that we're going back to Corson and that we like, you know, they, they keep talking about how much and, and, you know, and rise of Skywalker, you hear so much about how the first order has really kind of trashed the galaxy. Yeah. But we don't really see it. Right. You know, show don't tell. Well, in this script and the concept art, they show it and it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree completely. Uh, we are definitely going to do a review of the art book when, uh, hell it's almost an if, 
it comes out. I mean, I know they're yeah. saying March well, 31st. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's going to come out the end of the month. Um, I, I have a bad feeling that um, the, the the concept art for uh, Duel of Fates, uh, the reason this book is being, the art book's being delayed is because that arc, artwork was cut out and it's being memory hold. That, uh, you know, I, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to react if that ends up happening because... I, I would expect it if I were you. Just brace yeah. yourself. Because um, I I I can't think of any other good reason. This this the book was ready to go. In fact, yeah, it was uh, it 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 was printed, and they destroyed the copies before it was put on shelves. I mean, we have so there's a link in the show notes. Everyone can look at a lot of the panels that have been leaked. Um, I mean, we know. Like what's there? Like, <laughs> I just, I, I want to like, I mean, I don't want to take any legal action against Disney, obviously, but like, I want to do something about it. It's like, no, like, look, okay. You fucked up. We know you fucked up. The only people that are going to buy this are the people that care. So give us the whole damn thing, you know? And like, yeah. like, like show, give us the money shots. Right. right? And I, I, that, that would be, it, that would be them doubling down on against like the fans that really care. And, yeah. and I, I, I think that's, that's damn shitty. I mean, I understand that they're dealing with the Raylos and Hey, I don't like them either. Or I'm not a fan of them either. Uh, but, Oh, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll you see. Know, uh, stranger things have happened. It took 35 years for somebody to make a comic book of George Lucas's original script treatment for the star Wars. That's true. Uh, so who knows when, when uncle Bob's gone and, maybe some other people uh, and the, the star Wars, you know, franchises and other hands. And somebody says, Hey, you know, we had that cool idea back in the day. Why isn't somebody make a comic book at it? Maybe that'll happen. I don't know if I'll live to see it, but damn, that would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, anyway, folks, link is in the show notes. Do check all of it out. I guarantee you. I mean, if you don't want to read the rise of Skywalker expanded edition novelization, I completely understand but you are in for a real treat getting to see or getting to read, see, see the art and read the script. It is, it is well, well done. Um, so, okay. Uh, shall we move on to, uh, some other news? Yeah, we do have some more good news, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. We got a little more good news. Let's, let's take it. Uh, so we have, uh, for Mandalorian season two, we actually ended up basically over a couple days with a double header of, uh, of interesting casting decisions. And we know now that in season two of Mandalorian, we are going to get Ahsoka Tano. Uh, of course, I think a lot of people were expecting this. I think I'm, I'm kind of just waiting for Sabine Wren to get announced too. Uh, but I mean, Dave Filoni's running the show. So why wouldn't his greatest creation show up, uh, you know, in it. And she is being played by none other than Rosario Dawson, who is somebody that I guess was a lot of fans were wanting to play her. Um, and even her herself. Yeah. She, she responded to, yeah, she responded to the fans saying, Hey, this is the person to cast to play an older Ahsoka. And she's like, yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Rob, what do you think of Rosario Dawson as a pick? And I think we- it's great. I'm, 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 I'm tickled happy that, you know, we're finally going to get a live action Ahsoka. Um, and, and I, I honestly, I was a little surprised because from what I understand is, is Filoni is, you know, he's still the, the head of animation over at Lucasfilm right. and the next project he was working on was supposed to be basically the follow-up to rebels and, from what it sounded like, it was going to be kind of like, you know, the search for Ezra. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, which maybe this will play into that announcement of a of a new show. You know, yeah, that um, would I, that would be cool. That'd be some nice, nice canon connections, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I I think this is a win, and I'll tell you why. Because Rosaria Dawson. So the only thing I really know her from personally, I know her from Sin City, but I also know her from the Grindhouse movies that Tarantino. And, uh, uh, what was his name? Was it Robert Rodriguez then mm-hmm. that, that they were making? And she was in the one with Kurt Russell with the car. Okay. And, and they more or less all those gals in that, in that grindhouse film did their own stunts, including her. And that's a very intense film. I love it. And, and, and I thought she was dynamite. Uh, so yeah, I think she's a great pick as well. Uh, I have no problems with this because I want to see Ahsoka get down and dirty as she does in, in clone wars. You know, I mean, she's, a she is not somebody that sits in the chair while everything else is going on. So, um, yeah, so I think it's a good pick having Ahsoka in season two. How do you feel about that, Rob? Yeah, I, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm tickled, please. I'm happy. Um, I, I, I it was, it was, it was unexpected. Cause like I said, I, I, I thought they were going to do something else with that character with the next, you know, animated project that they're working right. on. But uh, yeah, to have her, you know, even sooner in the next season, the Mandalorian, even better. Yeah, I think this is really going to be the winning sauce that'll finally get a lot of Star Wars fans to watch the animated series, the various animated series, Mm -hmm. because there's still a lot of them out there that haven't. And as we've said many times on the show, you're missing out on the best Star Wars out there in many ways. Um, So I hope that this bridges that just like I hope if they ever bring in Dr. Aphra, Uh, hopefully that'll get Star Wars fans reading some comics. And thankfully, it seems like there's some good ones out there for them to read now. Uh, So uh, so the, yeah, g- great pick. Um, I- I'm excited for it as well. Uh, great choice. The other interesting choice is the second announcement that we got. And that is that Michael Bean is going to be in Mandalorian season two, of course, probably best known for playing Kyle Reese in the original Terminator film. And if you watch the extended edition of Terminator two, of course he was in that in a dream sequence as well. Uh, a great actor in my opinion, and he's done other stuff as well. And I think he's Sergeant just Hicks and aliens. Yeah. Bingo. You got it. <laughs> yes. Uh, talk about a really great franchise. There we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, I, I thought that this was, this was a win. Uh, but I, I mean, I can't help but think like basically they're putting in all the actors that if there was a live action TV show, star Wars made in the 1980s, these are all the people I'd want in the show. Yeah. Uh huh. And that's kind of weird, right? I, yeah. I mean, how do you feel about that? In one sense, it's a little bit, you know, sort of, uh, wish fulfillment slash fan service. Yeah. But the way that they've done fan service in this show far so far, I don't really have a problem with it. No, they know how to do it. I mean, they, yeah, like, yeah. Carl Weathers has been and great. I, I, I think he'll play a, a great bounty hunter. Um, you know, certainly. God, I wish they had gotten him to to play the uh, the bounty hunter. And what was it like? Episode two or three, the one that Bill Burr played. Because fuck that oh, guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well said. Um, yeah, that, that would have been really cool. Uh, a part of me kind of wonder, I wonder if he's going to play, uh, Dengar. Do, do we know if Dengar is still alive post star return of the Jedi? Yeah, I don't know. Cause I know we've read him in comic books, but I yeah. think that'd be I mean, brilliant. He was li- yeah. He was alive in the EU. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's really been any mention of him, you know, post return of the Jedi. I, I think that'd be a win if they brought him in as Dengar. Uh, I mean, yeah. there was an actor that played him in Empire Strikes Back, obviously, but uh, but I think that'd be pretty cool. 
So, well, anyway, we'll see. Uh, I think this is another great choice because I think he's a great actor and he's somebody who has chops in, in the, the genre. Uh, yeah. Great that, character actor. I mean, yes. kind of just, just kind of the perfect person to cast in this kind of show. Right. Right. And if it's a character that has to go through some kind of hell, you totally believe Michael Bean can survive it, you know, because yeah. what he went through with Terminator and aliens. Right. Uh, I mean, and so, he was awesome in aliens fucking a man. So I guess, well, yeah. And he was also, um, I mean, uh, another, another good example is he played the bad guy in the abyss. Did a great job. Oh, yes. And this kind of leads to my question is for you, Brian is, uh, so, uh, uh, Michael Bean friend or foe in the Mandalorian. Oh, oh, is he going to be a villain? You mean? Yeah. What do you think? Cause he could do both. No, you're right. Uh, I say, I say villain. Um, yeah. Because, and, and the reason to do that is because, you know, the episodes of Mandalorian aren't that long. Um, and you don't get long seasons. You have to sell somebody on being a bad guy based on their own gravitas. Like, uh, uh, you know, Werner Herzog, you don't need to know a whole lot about the moth that he played or whatever. Uh, it's Werner Herzog. So you're like, okay, yep. He's bad. (laughs) (laughs) You just get it. And, and I think that bringing in Michael Bean just instantly gives the character credibility and you don't have to spend because, Hollywood in general does a terrible job with villains these days, but I think you bring in Michael Bean and he can bring his own gravitas to it to where regardless of how they write, you're going to buy the villain. Um, so that, that's my also what I want, but also what I think. How about you? Yeah, I, I, I think it is. Um, I almost wonder if, um, and shoot, I forget the character's name, but in, was it like the third or fourth episode? Um, where they're they're going after that bounty for oh yeah uh, and 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 somebody comes up and finds her at the end and we don't know who it was even now right if that's him right the character played by uh the uh the asian gal there that's yeah yeah i know i know that's i wanted Um, to say michelle yo but i know that's not who it is yeah yeah. Yeah. That'd be all right too. Uh, <laughs> give her a better job than what she had to do in star Trek. Uh, anyway, but, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I just thought about Michael Bean was in, he was in planet of terror. He was in the other grindhouse movie. The, the, not the one that, uh, Rosario Dawson was in, but in mm-hmm. the other one, yeah. he was kind of, yeah. I think he was kind of a villain in that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking villain. Okay. All right. That's cool. Yeah. And, and, and that character, that mystery character, that's a good choice, uh, while we're at it. So, uh, yeah, both, I think very good news. Uh, of course, I don't think we have any doubts about how good, um, you know, Mandalorian two or Mandalorian season two is going to be. I think, uh, that they know what's working for them. And as long mm-hmm. as they stick to that, you fine. So, uh, anything else to add on that, Rob? Yeah. I mean, I just, like I said, I, I, I hope they, they, they can pull off for a second season. Um, it's funny because, uh, somebody posted, uh, uh, a meme in the, uh, the telegram group, <laughs> basically alluding to the fact that Mandalorian is, is going to suffer under the weight of trying to hold up the entire <laughs> franchise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
it is it's literally carrying yeah, star wars the, 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 the mandalorian is atlas yeah <laughs> <laughs> his greatest foe yet <laughs> can he carry the entire franchise oh man yeah yeah i, I remember seeing that that was that was great uh and folks do do join us in the telegram group if you go to tiefighter.xyz there is a link uh, for the, you'll see the telegram symbol up at the top, right. And you can join it right there. Um, so do feel, and I'll put it in the show notes as well, or hopefully I'll remember to put it in the show notes, but you can definitely find it there when you go to tiefighter.xyz. Uh, so season two looking good. I mean, we know we have Gina Serrano. I mean, like everybody's coming back that, that made it great in the first place. So yeah, I'm very hopeful about it. Um, want to move on? Sure. Let's do it. Let's go into a show that has come to an end. And that is Star Wars Resistance uh, that only ended up going about two seasons. We're still not exactly sure why it only got two seasons. Um, there's definitely a lot more story to tell. And in fact, I would argue that the uh, last few episodes of season two uh, clearly set up a lot more stories to be told with Star Wars Resistance. So I'm kind of baffled as to what was going on there. I don't know if we'll ever find out the reality. But um I, I guess really, I don't know that we need to, to, to get too deep into the episodes themselves. Uh, I think it's worthwhile to, you know, give it like an overall feeling of the series. We did finally get some Griff Hollerin though. We were complaining about that and we finally got some, and he even has a pretty good moment with Kaz where he says like, this is why I left the empire, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and it was kind of cool. And he acted like the badass that really we expected. Um, so that, that, that was fun. Um, but I mean, how, how did you feel? Do you want to talk about season two at all or just say, you know, how you felt about the series overall? I mean, yeah, the series overall, um, th this is this is definitely the 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 weak link in the chain of, you know, mm -hmm. Star Wars animated properties. Um, the, the final episodes weren't bad. Right. Uh, they weren't great either. Yeah. I mean, we got Kylo Ren in them. You know, that yeah, was sort of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just kind of like doing his thing, not being any more compelling than he was in the comic book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I mean, Kaz survives. Jaeger survives. Jaeger survives. In fact, they're both Jaeger as well as mentioned yeah. in, yeah. in, in the Skywalker novel. But anyway, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very predictable, you know, happy ending sort of mm -hmm. you know, conclusion. Yeah, they find a planet to land on and they land there and they like even talk about starting to do races again and, and everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just, I, I can't imagine why I'd ever go back and watch this again, you know, no. but like, like yeah. I, as to where rebels clone wars, I'll watch those over and over again. Yeah. Uh, because those, those had, those had impact upon, you know, the greater star Wars universe. Whereas I, like with everything else seeming to, to do with the sequel trilogy, it's just kind of like, meh. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't really have really kind of any sort of consequence. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, you get like these first order characters created, but then, you know, most of them end up getting killed off. Like I think Pyre got killed off, uh, you know, Ruckland, all, all kind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the most interesting characters were the pirates. Yeah. Yeah. And they know? were great. Yeah. They yeah. actually had a pretty good arc too. Right. Uh, right. It's a good and, point. And, and they, and they, they, they conclude that, you know, even before the, 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 the last episode. So, I mean, you know, um, yeah. What, what else is there to say? 
Yeah, no, I mean, you have a good battle sequence in the last couple episodes. It's a two-parter mm-hmm. that it ends off yeah. with. I mean, that was good. Uh, but y- yeah, it's one of those cartoons where it's like, oh, yeah, you're you're here to sell toys. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Star Wars it, isn't even really good at that anymore, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, no one is, to be fair, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, unless it's Baby Yoda, then then it can it can sell pretty well. Right. So. <laughs> it's not kids buying it, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, anything else you want to add on with Star Wars Resistance? I mean, I don't know. It's kind of forgettable. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you were if you were holding off to, you know, to to watch this based on how we felt on it, then uh, give it a pass. It's really <laughs> it's just not that I, I, I don't do. Do you feel like this time with the, this 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 series was a good investment of your time? Oh no, I'm I'm so yeah. glad I watched I watched every episode at two two X like yeah it, yeah it ten minutes a pop because <laughs> I, was, I, I just did not care you know I mean, that's that's maybe that's the best thing you could say about it is it's quick yeah <laughs> yeah I, but but I do it you know because I love my I love I love the listeners so <laughs> yeah. oh man anyway well uh, I don't know maybe we'll get a great comic book series out of it somewhere I'd love it if like we're reading something with the Empire and Griff Halloran shows up or. or Doza, that'd be that'd be phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, if Cash showed up in and the next animated project where you know and and he meets up with Ezra in some way, I mean, uh, I I would be opposed to that. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, bring these characters elsewhere, but what they've done, they've I don't know, just wasn't very exciting. Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, as we said earlier, Mandalorian is literally carrying the entire franchise. On his, on his shoulders. <laughs> Good thing he's got a jetpack; he needs it. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> Anyway, well, you know, something that's actually, of course, this is digging from Star Wars past, uh, but uh, this is kind of an audible that we're calling here um, of uh, some some gaming news. Um, and we'll, we'll get into this briefly, and then uh, I think we can get into our, our, our question of the month. Um, but out of nowhere, so as of this recording, and, and uh, I'll, I'll let a little, little secret behind the magic, and even that's kind of a pun behind the magic when we talk about Star Wars. Um, but... Uh, we, we recorded this over two days. And so this morning when, when I, before we were recording, um, Nintendo did a little Nintendo direct as they do. And the whole world lights up, uh, because it's one of the few companies that still can deliver a smile on your face in the world. Um, unlike Disney, I mean, unlike, unlike other companies CBS. and yeah, <laughs> or CBS. Oh God. <laughs> uh, I have to watch that tonight. I have to watch the yeah. finale card i'm not looking forward to this rob are you ready are you ready for the greatness that is star trek (laughs) i don't even know if i'm gonna watch it tonight (laughs) just i mean it it is the i hear it this is all i'm gonna say it is the absolute worst time to have a toilet paper shortage because (laughs) (laughs) because i well you know You know, the sales of, of uh, uh, Brian Herbert and Kevin Jan- J. Anderson's Dune are up. And, the, you know, that's the uh, apparently people are finding the alternative sources to, to, to the shit tickets. So, <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe it's not that bad after all. I saw that tweet you made, man. That was so great. <laughs> it's just like, I <laughs> I run alone shit tickets. Well, we've got, we've got books, not written Dune books, not written by Frank Herbert that are in stock, ready for you to wipe your ass with. <laughs> so, 
Oh man. Well, anyway, yeah. Star Trek is, is making me shit myself and not, not in the exciting way. Uh, <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, God damn it. Anyway. Okay. We're not, we're not here. Not right now. We're not here to talk Star Trek. Uh, maybe another time, but <laughs> uh, who knows what the future holds. So, um, Anyway, some, some actually some good news. Uh, so this morning, and, and, and a lot of people, this initially got dropped on the PlayStation blog, and it was co-announced that a lot of classic Star Wars games were getting reported onto modern consoles, the PS4, the Nintendo Switch. I think the Xbox is being left out of all this. I don't really care. Um, and I, the game, so Jedi Knight 2 came out last year. Uh, the game that I was really excited for was Jedi Academy that they announced. Cause this is, I mean, Rob, tell me, would you say this is the best lightsaber combat in any star Wars game in Jedi? Oh Academy? yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because you finally get the, and you get different types of lightsabers. You get to do the dual wield, you get to do the double handle or the double blade. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's reasons to play this game still. Uh, and it did, and, and it was announced for PlayStation that it would come out on March 26th, but it wasn't clear for the switch if it would. Uh, but it did, everybody pretty much said, yeah, it's probably going to come out for the switch on the same day. So Nintendo did a direct and come to find out, yes, Jedi Academy did get released for the switch. I picked it up this morning. I already started playing it. Uh, they have the 16 player online multiplayer is there. I mean, there are great fucking times to be had and a great story with, with Jedi Academy to get into. You get Kyle Katarn, you get Luke in the black suit. You get, I mean, you got, you got the total package here in my opinion and spoiler alert. It is a game much like Knights of the Old Republic, where you get to choose what side you end up on at the end of the game. Yeah. And so as multiple endings, are you a good guy? Are you a bad guy? You know, are you light side or dark side? And you can, you can end up dark side. And I remember when I played this, when it first came out and I got, and I chose dark side, of course, and you want to talk about needing toilet paper. It was awesome. I mean, yeah. it, 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 that well, ending, go ahead. Jedi Knight did that before uh, KOTOR too. That's true. That's true. Yes. Because, yes. I mean, at the very end, you had, you know, Emperor Kyle Katarn sitting on the Sith throne, which was fucking badass. Oh, that was so great. That was so great. You know, I'm going to lay this here. This is something that has been brewing in my mind. I'm thinking, like, you know, we need we need alternate universes to these fucking shit shows that, uh, um, that, 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 you know, these mega corporations are, are putting on us. And I was like, we should just have the Katarn verse for Star Wars, you know, because, like, everything around Kyle Katarn was such a great... It was all great and Jedi Academy included and, and, and man to ignore that. What a shame. But anyway, I'm just putting that there. Let's keep going. So Jedi Academy, great game. I started playing it on my switch. Uh, it feels just as good as it did. Boy, however many years ago that was, uh, multiplayer is fantastic. It's a brilliant game, but they also announced that they are going to release a, there's no release date on this, but they're going to release a remaster, not just a port like Jedi Academy, but a remaster of, uh, of, uh, star Wars episode one racer, which was one of the biggest Nintendo games of its day, actually. Uh, and also came out for PC later on and so on. Uh, so that's something we'll be keeping an eye for. That is another, another real gem, just a great, great game. What would you say about uh, racer Rob? Yeah, I mean that's it's. I I picked it up when it, uh, they released it on GOG, you yeah. know, immediately. So it was it was probably one of the few, if not the the only episode one game that was uh, you know worth a damn. Yeah, we had some stinkers with that. Like we had Star yeah. Wars Obi Wan. Uh, 
We had the episode. Which, one oh man, what a shame that was because that was that was built upon the uh, the same engine that they used for Jedi Knight. Yeah, technically that was going to be like Jedi. They they even originally I remember on the cover of a magazine they were calling it because Jedi Academy w- was Jedi Knight three, but they mm-hmm. never titled it that. Right. And they were going to title Star Wars Obi Wan Jedi Knight three. Right, and it was uh, supposed to get a PC release, but it ended up being an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, which again, unfortunately, it ended up being crap, and so yeah, it's just as well. Um, I mean, there were you know, Jedi power battles was good if you got the Dreamcast version, and there was Battle for Naboo, which was okay, but was basically Rogue Squadron with a, a different sheen. Right. So yeah, yeah. Um, but I hear you. This was this was the great Episode One game uh, because I think it played off of probably the best scene in the movie. You know, and and I, and I say that as somebody that loves uh, Episode One. Um, yeah, so this is a welcome, I'll take a remaster of this all day long. Uh, I do think racer revenge, which was a sequel game that came out for the PS2. I do think that's a better game, but that's fine. I mean, you know, you're comparing the best with the best. So what the hell like that? that, That's, that's all right. I, I would, I would, I would love if they, they ended up re-releasing that on other platforms because it was, it was always a shame to me that that ended up being, you know, um, exclusive to consoles, kind of the same thing with, uh, Jedi starfighter. That's another game I never got to play because I didn't have a PlayStation two. Yeah. And that's a, that's a game with a great story too. It's all about Adi Gallia, uh, Mm -hmm. Jedi starfighter. Um, yeah. I mean, one of the reasons I keep a PS two around is literally for those two games, uh, is racer revenge and, um, Jedi starfighter, even though I think you can play them on the PlayStation network. I'm not really clear on that, but regardless, um, yeah. So really awesome that these classic star Wars games are getting released. Cause it's not like EA is coming out with anything fucking good or well, Jedi fallen order. You reviewed that Rob. That was, yeah, pretty- that was good. Yeah. 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 You watched the, like the, 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 the clips on YouTube. Yeah. Things. I watched the movie version of it, which I enjoyed yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. Right. Was- so, I mean, it was, it was, it was finally somebody did a good star Wars game. It was, I mean, like, I'm not a huge fan of like the game, the, the dark Souls souls sort of gameplay. Right. And, um, but you know, yeah, the, 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 it's, it's, it's worth it for the story alone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that completely. Um, so now you mentioned, uh, dark forces or, you know, Jedi Knight. uh, these have gotten a finally fucking finally, it feels like it's been two years that limited run games got the rights to put out physical editions of, uh, LucasArts games. And, uh, they, they released some, they were like kind of the worst ones. It, it didn't really yeah. make any sense to me. Um, but now they are finally releasing the star Wars PC games. And that has started off with, uh, dark forces and dark forces Two Jedi Knight. Um, Rob, now, wh- what did you grab and, and how do you, how do you feel about this? Uh, I grabbed both the collector's editions of, uh, dark forces and Jedi Knight. Um, okay. and, and I honestly, um, if we're talking like '90s era Star Wars game, these are near the top, just behind Tie Fighter and X-wing. So wow. I kind of, I really had to pick them up, you know. Like, and and I do already actually have physical copies of these games, so it's not something I even really needed either. But, yeah. Um, you know, it's just it's 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 one of those things that um, you know I'm I'm gonna love having this on my shelf. Yeah, well, and you already have, and you shared this in the Telegram group the other day. I mean, you have a gorgeous collection of big box Star Wars games from the 90s. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. they are, they are fucking stunning. And, uh, it, it is, I mean, I, I took a look at these and they come with so much. I mean, there's artwork that they're coming out, you know, like frameable poster artwork. Uh, they got, you know, the coin, the pins, um, right. you know, all, all yeah, the, I, I mean, the box looks great. Everything looks good. And honestly, um, the, the, these, these collector's editions are, the the best bang for your buck that they've done on these uh these lucas uh arts re-releases because you look at some of the past ones for you know like bounty hunter and and uh, uh you know like we were talking about episode one racer uh they didn't come with a whole lot and they were at like a ten dollar higher price point so yeah you're getting more and you're getting it for less and these are still available they haven't sold out yet yeah yeah which i'm surprised by uh, Me too. Yeah. Because I, I agree with you that I put the Dark Forces series or the Jedi Knight series, including Jedi Academy, I put that at like number two overall, like compared mm-hmm. to TIE Fighter, you know? Uh, it's, so yeah, I'm just amazed that, that, that these didn't really, really sell out, um, because the other star Wars games they put up like the game boy versions and everything. Like I thought those sold out pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, they, I think they, they, they they played this wrong and mm-hmm. i know they were you know like they they had those those special editions and they were really expensive and they had a bunch of delays in production it yeah. took a long time for them to come out and i i think at this point just because of the way that limited run games has go- gone about releasing these lucas arts games uh people are just kind of like you know disappointed and i don't blame them yeah yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Uh, I mean, I will definitely, and, and I've called them out multiple times on Twitter. Like I've, you know, tagged them like where's tie fighter. You yeah. Know? Uh, I, and, I've done the same. Yeah. Uh, be, I mean, it's just such easy money and I don't care if like, cause some of the sets they put out, like they, they're putting out the command and conquer remastered and that's going for like 150 bucks. Um, the high end set, uh, I've, and I've bought other sets from them in the past. Uh, I'd pay 150 bucks for like a really, really fucking amazing, um, tie fighter collection. You know, uh, I mean, hell, I don't even play like the fantasy flight games, um, you know, board games or whatever, but I, I bought the tie defender from that because it's just the only way to get the tie defender. If it came with a nice tie defender model, I'd, I'd be all over that, you know, regardless of price. Um, so yeah, I don't know what they're doing there, but yeah, I agree with you. These yeah. sets do look great and I am intrigued too. We'll, we'll definitely review them when you get them, Rob. Um, and now then- one caveat, and you brought this up when, you know, before we started uh, recording is, is that, uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, dark forces Two Jedi Knight does not include the mysteries of the Sith expansion pack. Yeah. I which is a shame. Gonna, yeah. Are they going to sell it separate? Do you think? Well, it's not on the list. Oh, and I would have assumed right. if, if they, if they were going to do it, it would have been included with the, the Jedi Knight here. That's a good point. So that would have only makes, made sense. And this makes me concerned for the future is as well. Are they not going to release the, uh, expansion packs for X-Wing and TIE Fighter when those come out? Oh, that, that would just, that'd be, if they do anything less than the CD-ROM collector's editions, yeah. like that would be dumb. It would, uh, it really would. Unless they're going to try and double dip. You know, like release the original versions and then do the yeah, CD version. Of the, oh man, fuck off! Yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of this, like, so uh, part of the reason I didn't grab these, just me personally, I, I love like especially the first game. I love both of them; they're both amazing. Uh, Dark Forces, the PlayStation version of that, actually has like a little bit of extra content in it. 
And that's the one that I'm, I got really used to playing. Um, and, and these are the PC versions of correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's uh, how I, they were initially learned. Like I, I, if I recall, it, it wasn't a simultaneous release. The dark forces, uh, version that you played didn't come out until well after the PC release. Yeah. Years later, years later. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, they were just trying and they did the same thing with rebel assault Two. They added in stuff into the PlayStation version that, that there's times where they'd add, there's times where they take out. Um, but yeah, I mean, but the, these are gorgeous. So definitely want to pick those up. Uh, I, I, I definitely recommend them. I, I think they're the, just beautiful collections. And like I said, when tie fighter drops, I'm definitely there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so at least we finally have some good gaming news to talk about really good game, gaming news to talk about on, uh, as far as star Wars goes. Um, but I guess, you know, this is all stuff that really falls under the old EU. So I think we should go ahead and squeeze into our question of the month. We don't have to spend a ton of time on it, but I think it's, it's something I heard it. There was another podcast that I was listening to and somebody asked this question and I was shocked at the response. So are you good to go into the question of the month, Ron? Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the question of the month is, is uh, new canon material, as in comics, novels, etc., as exciting as the old EU material, the old expanded universe material? Of course, that's all the stuff before Disney uh, bought Lucasfilm in 2013. And so where I heard, the show that I heard this on... Um, it was, well, I'll say it, it was rebel force radio. And the question got asked to one of the co-hosts, one of the major co-hosts there, you know, do you think people are excited about the new Canon material? It was this exact question. And I couldn't believe it that the, the Jimmy Mack, the co-host, he basically came out and says, Oh, no way. He said, they're not even remotely as excited as they are about the old EU stuff. And I just, it was, it seemed so honest, you know, because like, mm -hmm. that's kind of a dig at what Disney's doing now. Yeah. And now, I mean, I'll say outright, I agree with them. Like, I, I don't feel anywhere near the excitement that I felt even when I saw bullshit books like the Jedi Academy trilogy. Yeah, uh, no. By, In fact, Brian and I, you know, I, we, we talk on Telegram and I, I was telling him, you know, you know, weeks in advance of us recording this episode, I was kind of dreading sitting down to, to read the new Star Wars comics because it's been such a shit show of late. Yeah. And just, uh, you know, like I, I. I was already filting, feeling, you know, burnt out and right. franchise fatigue. And I just didn't want to, to, to add to that. I mean, thankfully we had two, you know, really good comic series this month. Yeah. And so thankfully I'm, you know, like we had that and I'm feeling a little better, but you know, like I, I don't want to feel that way about star Wars where I'm dreading the release of new products. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> I, I don't know. It's so weird because like, I remember even as late as like 2012 and they were doing those swarm books and everything. And I just remember walking to Barnes and Noble. And even though I hadn't read those books yet at that time, I hadn't gotten into that series and I just, I would see it, you know, and I'd see Leia on the cover and everything. And I would just like, I, I would kind of give this little, it's like the nod that, that, that Alfred gives Batman at the end of, uh, of, uh, of dark Knight returns, you know, or, uh, or the dark Knight, not dark Knight returns, you know, where he's just like happy that he's alive or something like that. And it's just like this pure joy in his face. That's how I felt. It's like, 
good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad those books are on the shelf. God damn it. You know, and, and now, you know, a new star Wars book, I see it on the shelf. I don't even care. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know, what, what did they do now? You know, like yeah. that, that's how I feel about it. Like, As what was that last book ahead. that we reviewed, uh, before, uh, uh, right. Skywalker, um, not for resistance Selector. reborn. Yeah. That, that oh, was God meaningless. What a turd. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, not to say that there weren't some some awful turds in the mm-hmm. EU. No doubt about it. The, the, absolutely. I mean, the, the crystal star, enough said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Vaughn. But, yeah. but at least, at least, you know, um, even the turds were engaging to a certain degree. Yeah. Whereas, I, I would rather have something to be an epic failure than just to, to, to be, you know, bland and right. banal. Yeah. I mean, at least, cause I agree with you. There were some turds in the old EU, but at least they were trying some really wild shit, you yeah, know? And, that's what I'm and, saying. If, if, yeah. if, if they, if they did something totally out there and create, like, I mean, I'll, I'll be upfront with you. I, do, I don't like the use on Vong. I have right. no interest in the new Jedi order right. uh, uh, series. Uh, but you know what? Uh, it, uh, it was exciting yeah, for people, yeah. you know, it was, it was something, deal. it was something new to me. It wasn't really, you know, something that should be in star Wars, but you know, apparently it worked for a lot of people that really enjoyed that series. And I, and, and I'll, I'll give it to them. It's, it's, it's certainly a lot more engaging than the shit they're putting out now. In fact, I'm almost wondering if I should give it a second chance. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the series overall, and certainly you get a much better story arc with the children of uh, Leia and Han Solo, uh, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. It, I mean, I, the, the excitement's just not there. Yeah. As to where that it, again, there was even just a comfort seeing a new Star Wars book on the shelves at the time, and this is well when we were getting. You know, the, the prequel movies and everything, it's not like there weren't movies in theaters. It wasn't that. It just, I don't know. It just, it felt good. Go ahead. I, well, I was going to even say, I mean, like, I'll even give them credit. Like, the, like, uh, I didn't read the new Jedi Order series, but I did get to read, you know, the aftermath of that in the, yeah. the legacy comics. Yeah. And, you know, what they had of the Yuzong Vong and, and those, you know, comics was not bad. It was pretty good. Like, you know, that it, it, it worked for me. It didn't, it didn't detract from those stories at all. Yeah. Well, you bring up a great one, star Wars legacy, which all takes place. What a hundred years, 150 years mm-hmm. after, uh, the events of return of the Jedi. And you're dealing with your main character is a, is Cade Skywalker, who is, you know, down the family line. Now that's a Skywalker story. God damn it. And right. that's like a conclusion to the Skywalker saga. That's a saga. Uh, that it was awesome. The ideas they came up with for that, the Imperial Jedi Knights, they're like all these really, really cool ideas. Um, uh, yeah, it, it just, it does, it doesn't even come close to living up to the scale size and breadth of what they were in excitement. Um, and even just cool factor of what they were doing in the old EU does, doesn't even come close. Uh, and, and I don't see anybody like, I remember back then when that was the thing, the running thing, there was plenty of people I could talk to about what was happening in the EU, you know? And now it's a challenge to find anybody that frankly, that's even read lost stars. Um, as good as that is. 
Go ahead. And I and I was shocked. Uh, I I think it was either it was either this month or the month before. You know, uh, CBR dot com, yep. which generally toes the line for Lucasfilm and Disney. Uh, yeah. They came out with an article talking about how you know people who were who were disappointed in the sky in the the sequel trilogy should go check out uh, the Star Wars Legacy comic because you know it's actually a really good continuation of the story from Return of the Jedi. And I agree a hundred percent. And I, honestly, I I was shocked to see this article show up in one of you know these these mainstream genre websites. Yeah, and something so high profile that's usually a sycophant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. I think I caught that too. I mean, I can remember to this day, and however long ago Star Wars Legacy came out, it's gotta be over 15 years ago. 2006. Um, okay, so almost 15 years ago. Um where where Kate Skywalker says we take what is given. Like I, I'll never forget that line. I love that. It was like a badass thing too. Uh, like it was kind of their new Jedi mantra. Um, and I, I don't know many story. I mean, like it really takes the greatest of stories for quotes like that to stick in my head for so long. Um, yeah, d- yeah. Again, and they this- weren't and they Go weren't ahead. afraid to acknowledge the 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 prequel movies in that series either. Yeah, because you had even ca- uh, characters who were in the prequel comics right. show up in this series. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I mean, this speaks again to kind of to the point that I was making earlier, all Disney had to do. You already had stories. You already had all the shit written. Yeah. You know, yeah. just make it. And, and, go and, ahead. and, and the goal of, and this is one time I, I will, I will fucking, you know, absolutely lambast Kathleen Kennedy. Cause apparently she said, well, we didn't have any source material for when we were writing these movies. Oh, Bullshit. oh, Bullshit. give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You know, and then now they're talking about, well, maybe it's just too hard to make trilogies. That's well, yeah. ridiculous. Isn't it? Isn't it? They, the Black Fleet crisis was good. Obviously, the Thrawn trilogy was amazing. Dark Empire was a whole trilogy. You could rock that. You had Crimson Empire, which was some of the most badass shit. I mean, oh, give me up. That get out of here. <laughs> 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 I'm going to say something really nasty. So I got to stop. Yeah. Because but you know, I just, I just, you, she, I don't think she knows about it, you know? Yeah. Or yeah. Or worse. She just doesn't care, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that's, but you know, I mean, see that, that, that plays more into my theory that like, I think they would have had to have like paid. I mean, they, they brought in Timothy Zahn. They knew what they needed to do there. Um, but I think they would have had to pay a lot of authors happened because of Filoni. You, you think Zahn only happened because of Filoni? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, 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 I I could hear that. He's, he's, he's the primary source of trying to basically sneak in all this old EU material. Yeah. He's the one who's been behind pretty much most of it. (sighs) Yeah. Yes, he was, he was even going to introduce the Yuuzhan Vong in the Clone Wars. That was a plan they had for down the road before they canceled the show. Yeah, like like why and, why, and, and, and Revan? Yeah, I know I know about and Mark Hamill was going to voice and, him, right? And now they're going to and now they're talking about bringing Revan back because he yeah. got mentioned in the um, the Visual Dictionary, so he's technically canon again. Oh, right, because one of the Sith Trooper platoons mm-hmm. is named after Revan. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, oh man. I, see, they, they, they do pull. It's like, it just, it feels like there's some kind of limit that they don't want to cross or some threshold they don't want to cross. And that, that's where for me, I, I'm, I'll stop talking about this, but I mean, that's where for me, I feel like that if they use such and so much of a character or, uh, or they mention a character created by somebody else that they have to pay out somehow and they just don't want to do it Yeah, uh, because otherwise well, it just doesn't make sense. But yeah, I think, ahead. I think it's probably, I mean, like the, the, the thing is, is like, it's obvious that, um, whoever it is, be it, be it Kennedy or Iger, they don't have confidence mm-hmm. in, the the people and in the franchise itself because they keep firing directors and they keep doing the shit they were talking about and i think they're both interrelated okay i think yeah i think i think the the fact that they're 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 afraid to to you know to do this kind of stuff and they're afraid to let the directors loose and do what they want is i think it's all you know coming from one source uh, you know, you know what I kind of wonder, this speaks to what we were saying earlier and I, and I know we need to wrap up, but, um, like what if they're not releasing mysteries? Of the, well, no, because they've mysteries of the Sith, which is the, the expansion pack for Jedi Knight that has Mara Jade in it. And that's what wasn't included in limited run games set. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, but GOG sells mysteries of the Sith, right? Like right. That's, yeah. Okay. Right. So, cause I, but I'm I think still... they, I think they had that deal in place before Lucasfilm took over. I mm. mean, before Disney took over. Okay. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. I think because it takes a while for GOG to, to prepare those games for re-release and get them working on modern systems and whatnot and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cause I'm still, I just, I can't. I can't fathom why Disney has not done anything with Mara Jade. And now they've basically ruined all their opportunities mm-hmm. uh, to make it like serious. I mean, everybody wanted that character to come to life. There's a, I, she's half the reason including, I think this Seth even got made. A- including Mark Hamill, who during the filming of, you know, uh, 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 the last Jedi was basically imagining that, this the Luke Skywalker that he was playing that movie was a different character and that his Luke Skywalker, you know, ended up going off and getting married and having, you know, a a, a happy life. Right. And probably with Mara Jade, not with the character. Right, right. That, I mean I I don't yeah. expect I don't expect Mark Hamill to know who Mara Jade is, but yeah. He he would. I think he would, but I, I hear you. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um regardless that that's that's maybe to date disney's biggest fail is not bringing mara jade to life as a character um because well, that, it, and closing, that and closing lucas arts yeah yeah well true true yeah that and working with ea even though yeah. i guess ea had the deal even before they were in but regardless um yeah so i i guess we're i think we're both in agreement um no people are not even remotely as excited about the comics and novels um, as they were for the old EU. Um, and that should say something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I, you know, I'll, I'll buy anything you're selling. Like, you know, as, as far I, as like, I, I, I feel like the, the, the star Wars fandom at this point, uh, is pretty much at a point of, uh, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. 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 Which is a great way to engage Hollywood right now. Yeah. You know, 
and not just Hollywood, but also the gaming industry too. Like no more is pre-order. Sh- or, I mean, well, I know you pre-ordered stuff, but you pre-ordered something that was already proven, you know? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, that's, that's different. Yeah, yeah exactly. But no more exactly. is pre-order shit. Like I, you know? I, I didn't pre, I didn't pre-order uh Jedi fallen order. Right. In fact, I, 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 I got that for a steal because I yeah, only yeah. paid for a month subscription of Origin Access and for fifteen <laughs> bucks, and ended up playing the entire sixty dollars game. Didn't even buy the game. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like enough of this. Like, oh yeah, yeah. No, please buy with us. And no, 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 no. You show me that it's good first, then I'll give you my money. And and I that that's a great message, actually. I think to end the show with, uh, you make them show you the goods first. You know, um, that's like, I mean, uh, you know, I've operated that way in the past. I've designed games and everything. Never did a Kickstarter for any, for anything, you know, it, like I'll, I'll, I'll release it to you. You want it, you get it. And that, that, and there you go. So anyway, um, let's, uh, unless you got anything else, Rob, I think we can wrap this one up. I think we're good. Yeah. That's yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, so fuck star Wars and no, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little. A little, a little bit, just aside. And, uh, you went over my helmet. No, (laughs) yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, we'll wrap this one up and, uh, well, we'll be back with TIE fighter renegades very soon. And, uh, we will see all of you on the other side.